You're now listening to the Something Good Podcast Network. Please press any key to continue. Ruin this show for everybody. I wrecked him. Damn near killed him. <laughs> damn, oh, the little stuff getting you. <laughs> damn near started a podcast. <laughs> All right, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of the Couch Brotatoes. I'm Alex. This is Cap Morrison. And we're WandaVision's now wrapped on up, so it's time for us to dig on into the series, because by the time we're recording this, next week we've got Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. And they've already said that it's this gonna is going to be... It's going to be short. Be, uh, well, How many episodes? They said less than 10. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we, this was too, short, too. We got eight episodes on this, yeah. but they're saying the episodes in whole are going to be longer yeah. than WandaVision episodes. They're, they're going to be clocking in closer to 40 to 50, how a lot of these were like 20 to 25 early on. So that that's going to be at least a bonus is that. And plus they were saying uh, we're going to get kind of a breath of fresh air or like kind of a back to formula type thing where this is going to be a big espionage fight beat em up move uh, series and yeah that's like a stuff. winter soldier yeah and exactly and this series was all about mental health and grief yeah this one was big time so the, the next one's going to be infiltration and secrets and spies and, and superhero shit yes. that, uh, we talked about it before uh, but that works you know when you take mm-hmm. a standard franchise like superheroes or just Marvel and make it a espionage movie a emotional movie uh, a, a romance te- movie a teen drama a movie a teen drama yeah like it, it works like when you change it out to fit that genre of movie it works really well and I think it works well when you have either well established written characters or characters with an interesting enough backstory to build something off of yeah like you have to have the good characters there to start with like I don't feel like the characters in DC lend themselves, aside from like maybe like the Teen Justice League or something like that, don't really lend themselves to the type of situations that Marvel characters can get themselves in. If that makes for like relatable content or content that's actually emotionally grabbing. I'd put that on the writers then of these characters. I mean, yeah, but I would say just the characters as a whole, as they've they're known in the comics universe, even. Even don't in, really lend themselves to the type of real world scenarios and r- relatable scenarios that Marvel characters do, and I feel that comes down to Stan Lee and all those that were helping you know create those characters early on. Yeah, with Scarlet Witch and uh, characters like that, were they kind of uh, was this part of the storyline? Because I'm not familiar with like the backstory of like the comics. This uh, is a new this with the comics for uh, these characters. This story for Scarlet Witch takes some liberties yes. with the original, but rightfully so because. The MCU is its is a brand new storyline. Yeah, yeah. Because so it, you can't add the pantheon of characters that are needed to do the original storyline. Mm-hmm. No, we have to make cuts. We have to make adjustments, and it, and it's still a solid story. Yeah, you know. Um, I mean, but, but exactly what Chris was saying. Its own universe. So kind of think about you know how a Marvel or DC will reboot all their franchises. Mm-hmm. Like uh, one I can think of in particular, Marvel did. 
is in the mid 2000s, they created a brand new arc of storylines called the Ultimate Series. There was Ultimate Spider-Man, Ultimate Fantastic Four, Ultimate X-Men. And basically they started with issue one and like for Spider-Man's one, it was actually set in modern day. It wasn't kind of set in some weird retro futurism kind of thing. No, it was set in modern day with futuristic technology. And his backstory was a little altered. And like the Green Goblin looked like the Hulk with horns. Mm. You know, and they, and that's actually the movie version of Doc Ock that we got is very similar to the ultimate version of Doc Ock from the comic book. So they kind of altered the backstory some. It was its own universe. The MCU is its own universe at this point. They've created their own unique backstories, you know, for all this. So Yeah, yeah it makes sense. I had an Ultimate Spider-Man video game and yeah. uh, and uh, there's a version of Ultimate Green Goblin that's in the uh, yeah. Enter the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Uh, they when it comes to the cinematic mm-hmm. part of this, yeah, they take a lot of liberty, just like the cinematic versions of X Men. Yep. Uh, but going back to genre real quick, the only superhero genre movie that failed was the New Mutants, which if you watch it without watch knowing what the X Men are, it is a solid horror movie. Yeah. It is genuinely a good movie for a horror movie. People shit on it because I also think the studio buried it on purpose. It did. It did. It, it, they had complex characters. They had a really good story, but it was a horror movie. And it's a good movie going in as a horror movie, but once mm-hmm. you add the X Men part to it, it undercuts it. But, yeah, but hmm. that's interesting. But to say, but to say though, X Men were on the out, were on the outswing, you know. So they yeah. are dying on the vine already. So, and plus they had had a string of bad hits with things connected to the X-Men. The only good one being Logan, it felt like. It felt like Logan was the only shining Logan, star Logan for is a the, good handful of is years. the drama of an MCU movie. Yes. And it's so well done mm-hmm. uh, because it's the end of an end of an era and character. Right. And it was done so well. Kind of kind of like a Western. Yeah. Um, with like uh, the whole uh, fist field dollars, a few dollars more and three because, bills to Sarah. Because it had also been done very poorly like 10 years before that too yeah. with uh, his so, his first solo movie. Yeah, Wolverine. Yeah. Wolverine. Origins. Origins, yeah. yeah. <laughs> with his super extra long claws that don't render correctly. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of problems with that one. Uh, you know, they hired a guy who said he could do CGI and it was like basically like lied on his application. Yes. <laughs> he's like, man, I got to fake it till I make it. You know what I'm saying? Hugh Jackman's just like, it's I'm just getting, claws. I can do that. Hugh Jackman's just like, I'm just getting paid to eat fried ch- uh, chicken breasts. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm and being paid games. to get yoked. Exactly. <laughs> basically. That's all but that, that next is. one, that other one, the Wolverine, mm-hmm. that was a badass movie. And I, I know this isn't the X Men uh, episode, but it's X Men related. She's yeah. technically a mutant. That's also man. true. Mm-hmm. Do they call them mute? They don't no, call them mutants no, on the yet. series. Not, not yet. Not, not yet. yet. They're not. You want to touch that yet? They're witches. They're, they're, they're being careful because they know as soon as they say that M word. Yeah, it's just, just like Jeff Williams said. They know as soon as they say that M word, and you know what, motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they're as, gonna say. That's the next M word they're gonna say. Oh yeah, that's what Sony's gonna say. Once they get out, motherfucker. As soon as they Sam say mutant, <laughs> Sony's like motherfucker. No, but you know what? I just now thought about this. I think Williams is so correct on that. Go back and listen to Jeff Williams' episode of the Something Good Network. Uh, well, Something Good for You podcast. Uh, we actually talked a good bit of WandaVision before it wrapped up of just like theories of how it could end, not about the series as a whole. Yeah. And, um, 
And that still took up like fucking 40 minutes us just talking about our theories of how it could end. And then none of them happened. None of them happened. Not a single thing we thought was going to happen happened. Except for me saying that a YouTuber I watched I felt was going to be correct, which was Paul Bentley's uh, working with an actor he always wanted to work with was going to be himself. And that wound up being true. But I, I didn't think of that. But um, no, I feel like they are definitely aware about they can say the M word, but they're not gonna. Because in the new promos for Falcon and Winter Soldier, they start debating uh, if a wizard is a sorcerer. Because they're trying to talk about because they talk about um, uh, well, he's like, well, what about what's Doctor Strange? He's like a sorcerer. They're like, that's a wizard without a beard. And and then Falcon says something to Winter Soldier about uh, how do you know about Lord of the Rings or some shit like that? He goes, I read The Hobbit. When it came out, because <laughs> it actually lines up. Someone on YouTube did the math, and they're like, "Yeah, he would actually be in his early twenties when The Hobbit first hit bookshelves yeah. before he was frozen in time." I could go and meet J.R. Tolkien right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I bet you, because they already had that debate of terminologies, they're eventually going to throw mutant out there soon, and it's going to be done in that sort of way. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. You know, you know, we talk about you know. Stanley making cameos. Mm-hmm. I would just love if they would do a shout out mm-hmm. to Ditko or yes. Kirby. Yes, those guys don't mm-hmm. get enough attention for what they've created. Do they? Yeah, get, you know, Stanley. Stanley was the the heart. Well, but he was he was a creator, mm-hmm. but he was also the promoter. Uh-huh. You know, w- without him, you know, a lot of the stuff doesn't get out there but he still needed a team yeah mm-hmm. like jack kirby you know jack kirby bounced between marvel and dc we don't have if it wasn't for jack kirby we wouldn't have the new god series of dc which we wouldn't have dark side which Zack snyder would have nothing to write about mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's only been within the past few years where uh, he's gotten credited on marvel movies right yeah uh i bought a book that was telling this 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 kind of the ups and downs of jack kirby and it had all the illustrations of all the characters he mm-hmm. created uh even Alan Moore pulled a lot of stuff from Jack Kirby Everybody to make Watchmen did. and stuff like that, uh, because they were just like Jack Kirby, like napkin drawings, kind of. Yeah, but, but the thing is, is like kind of what we were saying though is like, or at least kind of my opinion on it is, Stanley was the heart, and Jack Kirby and people like that were the visuals. They yeah. created that sort of thing, and unfortunately, from the little bit I've been able to gather. Stan was not a fan of Kirby near the no. end of things. They they had some big fallouts. Well, because by, by that time, by the time you know that happened artist union shit but not just artist unions there was he he bounced mm-hmm. to dc and dc created a whole new genre of comics with uh, the whole dark side new god mm-hmm. stories and stuff and it made it it made the justice league a little bit more prevalent on yeah. the, on the level of the x-men mm-hmm. you know the x-men and the avengers are allegories or something else you know yeah. civil war is 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 an allegory of well, how far is too far yeah uh, x-men is race relations in the united states justice league is just just uh, like it's just superheroes yeah, yeah. we do they, good for good they do good for good and jack kirby's like all right let's see how good you can get mm-hmm. against a ultimate bad guy uh, a thanos yeah if you will and there's a lot of characters in this in that small amount of time that are exactly the same person. Yeah. Uh, the guy that created Deadpool, mm-hmm. it was roommates with the guy who created Deathstroke. Yeah. I was about to say, <laughs> I'm guess. Man-Thing <laughs> is a Swamp Thing character, but it was first. 
And I, then, I was gonna say I thought that was also a, a copyright thing. They yeah. wanted to use uh, one of the a two monster. Yeah, and they, they couldn't do it, so they just kind of like retooled it slightly yeah. and renamed oh, that's it. That's coming back. Uh, Swamp Thing's coming back. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've been that. talking about that for mm-hmm. a minute. Yeah, that was filmed here in North Carolina. I was no I thought, I thought that was badass. About no a hell yeah. Catwoman and Black Cat. No, nah, that's that's yeah. A, that yeah the, the very similar, but not not a, not that similar. Like, they're still thieves who dress like cats, but like, her, <laughs> but, you know, she's the a personality type. But, but she's like a, she's like a mutant, but the, but the, of but some but sort. That, but don't one? they both hit on a? But doesn't a black cat head on Spider Man like Catwoman hits on yeah, Batman yeah, yeah. and shit like that? Like, yeah, there are similar characters. Like there's an Owlman character, and the uh, in Marvel, but he's not quite like Bruce Wayne. What's, yeah. What is funny though is Marvel has Clark Kent. Yeah, Clark Kent exists in the Marvel universe mm-hmm. as Clark Kent. Nothing else, nothing more, nothing less. Yeah. He is just and it's spelled slightly different. He's just an intrepid importer. He's just an intrepid importer, reporter, yep. and journalist. Yep. Spelled but, Clark Kent <laughs> just to be dicks. Oh, uh, speaking of that shit, I watched that new show they got the uh, Superman and Lois. Oh yeah, yeah. It's not bad. It's bad. I've heard good things about it. Well, fuck DC. This is a Marvel show right now. <laughs> All right. All right. We'll be talking to DC eventually. Huh? Oh no, well, I definitely do because. Um, Speaking of the uh, how corny the Flash is, yeah. <laughs> no, I was just I was trying to say uh, there there was something specifically about DC that I felt we should actually do an episode on, but like I can't. Snyder, Snyder Cut probably. Yeah, it was possibly I could that. Give a shit, honestly. Yeah, I just I, 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 saw, I keep seeing the stuff about it. It's like oh, it's gonna you know it's all remastered, blah blah blah. It's this and this. It's almost like it's still a shit movie. <laughs> you're not gonna change that movie. Like you're gonna add graphics to it. Okay, you're gonna add effects. They're that, adding different plot lines to it. That, apparently, that's, that's great, but it's yeah. still gonna be. I mean, I'm not. I, I gotta fight the big bad, the blue light. I mean, I'm, not, <laughs> yeah. I'm not counting down the days to it, but no. when it does come out, I'll eventually watch. Are it. they adding another Infinity Cube? <laughs> Maybe I don't fucking know. <laughs> All I know is they're adding the fucking Joker to it, and he was never in it in the first place. Yeah. So is it Jared Leto. Yeah. Ugh, great. Without Grand. the face tattoos. Oh, it's pretty suicide that's squad. Ba- awesome. <laughs> that's better. Who fucking knows? I don't, I don't know what the hell he's doing. All I know is that I we've got re- HBO, so I'll fucking watch it. I said I, I would not be paying for it. That's all I fucking know. I don't know how we keep saying that. Like we're, we don't pay for HBO. I'm just waiting for HBO to just put the hammer down and be like, yeah. "Buy fucking HBO Max, you pieces of shit." It's eight dollars. Eight dollar. Eight dollar. <laughs> Hey, perfect HBO call because they've got South Park now. Yep. Sixty-two dollar. Sixty-two dollar. I got Five HBO dollar. for Amazon, sixteen bucks a month. And I was like sixteen dollar. <laughs> Shut us only five dollar. <laughs> and Disney Plus is the cheapest of all, and that's Shit. got all the fucking Marvel shit. And that's where we're gonna go now. It's got Hulu. Too. Hey, ESPN. there we go. All the quality shit. Uh, but yeah, uh, it doesn't. It's not explicitly stated until later on in the series, but uh, this series is set like what two weeks after Endgame, something like that. Yeah. And uh, basically, we do find out that the opening of Episode One is essentially as soon as she causes all the shit that goes down, which is we later find out to be the hex. And we get two episodes back to back, and it's the two black and white episodes that kind of worked the, on the Bewitched and Dick Van Dyke, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yes, and um, and. I thoroughly enjoyed that, and my favorite cameo in that was Mr. Hart's wife, which was Kitty. Kitty. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it took me a minute to latch on to the first episode, just because these are two characters that didn't really get a whole lot of screen time in no, all the movies of, leading not, up to it, not, except maybe not, Vision. But not just than, that, but not, just a lot of time in general. I would love to have seen a 
you know, WandaVision is great. It tells mm-hmm. the story of them, very great background, blah, blah, blah. Right. I would have loved another movie mm-hmm. with just Wanda and Vision. I right. think I kind of like this format more than, like, I think you, this delivers more than a two-hour movie would. It does. It does. Uh, like, me and you had talked about it, a, a movie about them before Infinity War starts. before right. Between Civil War and Infinity War. Mm-hmm. That would have been a good dynamic. Yeah. What did they do that whole time? They just traveled and yeah. changed their identities constantly. That sounds mm-hmm. like a boring ass movie. <laughs> and I, I would love to. I, I would have loved that to maybe bring back Von Zemo. You know who's going to be in the new Falcon and Winter Soldier. You know, just bring that as a dynamic. You know. Yeah. But this this is a good feeling. Yeah. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm happy to have what they put out. And, um, and you know what? I think I was kind of cool with it. And to kind of maybe use Cap's negative as a positive, I feel like with them not getting a lot of screen time led up to some really good emotional beats later that 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 struck you in a way that maybe you weren't going to be ready for because you were like fuck i'm not i wasn't even attached to these characters necessarily before but like by the end of the series holy shit i'm i'm feeling what they're feeling and i thought it was kind of cool because and they split and they kind of explain this later on but i even though we never really got a lot of Wanda or Vision in the show in the movies prior, the moments in which we did get them, it was always very tragic. Yeah. And that was something I always yeah. paid attention to, to the point where in Endgame, I got like that excited, like happy, like it was that it was that passionate, happy, like yes kind of moment inside when she landed in front of Thanos and she was like, you've taken everything from me. And he's like, I don't even know your name. Yeah. And then she was basically like, well, you're going to fucking gut him, <laughs> you know, and then starts, you know, doing all this shit. Like, I got excited for that because even though we didn't see a lot, every time we saw her, it was something tragic. So that to me was like the first moment of like, oh, yes, she's finally getting, you know, she's finally getting her licks in. Yeah. So knowing that this was going to be kind of where they were going to go with this show, I was immediately hooked. Because I'm like, oh, she's got powers. And she's sad. Yeah. Sad people with powers do crazy things. This is my suicide story. Yeah. <laughs> and people forget how uh, powerful that character is and what she's capable of. And yeah. like we said earlier, she's able to fight fucking Thanos for a minute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, you know... I know a lot of people gave it hell for the first two episodes and you know that but I really enjoyed them bringing this kind of thing back yeah because this is something shows haven't done since before me and Cap were born man yeah like when me and Cap were born by that time every sitcom didn't have a mom Mm -hmm. like there were no moms in sitcoms no no, they're all broken fucking families but like it but it goes back to like stuff we saw as we were kids from like TV land and stuff it's Mm -hmm. like they're corny, they're gimmicky, but they had something. They, there, was there was heart. There was something underneath all everything, you know, heart or whatever. You know, some there was something else to you know, just that really pulled it in. And we don't have that now, and yeah. I think that's why people don't like it. Because mm-hmm. uh, people were trying to say it's like, oh, the jokes were corny and they were falling flat. I'm like, that's that's the, that's, that's kind of the point. You don't you don't, but you can't put your standard now. Yeah. In the past, which a lot of people do now, which yeah. is why we have cancel culture. And, and actually, <laughs> you know, I tried explaining this to uh, a friend of mine after the uh, the third episode hit, and they finally went to color, and they're like, oh, this is finally better. Those first two episodes were absolute garbage, and I was like, why? 
And they're like, oh, just stupid shit, like blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, you have to. I said, were, were you a fan of Dick Van Dyke or Bewitched or any of this stuff before? And he was like, well, I have a respect for it. I said, well, then you're not going to laugh at Vision having a pratfall over the yeah. Ottoman. You know, it's like I giggled at that because of the dumbness and the clicheness of it. And for the fact it's such an overused trope and they used it as a callback. Yeah. So I laughed at the obscurity of it. And I was yeah. just like, Haha, that's actually funny because they actually did it <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah it definitely had those beats like of like say andy griffith and all those family mm-hmm. movies uh or tv shows that we would watch too and, and my and my favorite moments of the black and white episodes we'll just kind of talk about the two side by side there wasn't a lot of story importance aside from episode one they had some really interesting moments of you kind of piecing together that vision isn't quite what we necessarily think he is he's not actual vision because yeah. There's moments he's kind of looking at Wanda like, you you haven't given me the my information for this part, and they're yeah. kind of like, she would say something, and it almost it seemed like she was like transferring the yeah. idea to him as she's speaking, and they were kind of planting those little things. That's all that really happened in episode one, but but then episode one and two. Every time they did a Twilight Zone moment, I was gonna yeah. say that was so cool. It's like it got a little, like literally the visual tone got a little darker. The music changed. It was doing kind of like that twisty camera angle stuff. Oh, I loved that. Just stuff. made you uncomfortable. Like something's not right yes. here. And them doing that, it was the first type of filming that happened. That you know. Twilight Zone, Outer Limits, you know, Rod Serling is a perfected television sci-fi horror. So, you know, before this, you know, history lesson, you know, there, all that was there for horror and science fiction were the O-R-K-O A-I-P stuff. Uh, like Dracula's, you know, the Universal right. stuff like that and some other series like Aliens and stuff. But for television, you know, that unchanged shot of a camera turning, you know, singling in on little stuff, long shots, yeah, long shots. It would foreshadow the story mm-hmm. as a whole. Uh, is a great use of simple tactics to make you feel uncomfortable. Oh yeah, and the way that they still can do that, and like the filmmakers who did this stuck to the plan. Because if you notice, there's a lot of unchanged shots mm-hmm. in the first two, three episodes. Mm-hmm. Very like, static camera angles. Yeah, like, yeah, very, you know, there's camera A, camera B. Mm-hmm. They maybe rotate a little bit, but you're basically standing in one spot no. moving your head. When a character you talks, them. the camera B cuts on. And yep. When yeah. it goes back to the other one, camera A cuts back on. And I love how they kept that, that shot for shot remake, basically. Yeah. And the thing is, too, is uh, they did the behind the scenes. I haven't watched it yet, but I heard them talking about it. I know. <laughs> I'm in it for the story. I'll, I'll, I will watch the behind the scenes because I'm very curious on how they did certain things. I just You're like had- that asshole Chris Morris who only plays Call of Duty for the story. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I actually do really want to watch it for this moment here, which was all the episodes they did, the black and white ones, and then the ones that were like 70s and 80s themed. They shot on period correct cameras yep. and film. So that's why that black and white episodes look so genuine and like really crisp. Because the thing is, is film like that is higher quality than digital cameras were in the mid 2000s. So it's like you could, and that's why you're able to get 4K scans of old movies like that, is because you can get 4K quality out of that film. 
So that's why it still looks so crisp and nice and clean. It's because they were using old film stock. <laughs> well, you, can, you can go back, you can go on YouTube right now and look up uh, when Kennedy got shot. Mm -hmm. The newscast, you know, um, of him telling people, hey, the president's been shot. And you're looking at it like, that's really high quality. Yeah. And like it transitioned into another guy. Um, we don't see the Night of the Living Dead because mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a movie. But right. live television back in the day is high def as fuck. Oh, yeah. For black and white. And like I go back and watch it a lot. I'm just like, what the? You just watch the film on a regular basis? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no I'm just like, like go back and watch like old old stuff that was broadcast. Yeah, like live. If you watch live television from back in the 50s and 60s, it is so crisp. Mm hmm. It is. And it's so weird to see that from mm -hmm. back then. It's probably super expensive to get a hold of, too, film oh, stock. Oh, yeah, yeah, but it's Disney. But Disney dollars. <laughs> it's Disney dollars, bro. They probably have their own stock that we got, they we got, we got, We got Chinese turning that shit to digital. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. When, we, when, we're, when, we're on, when we're on our dead legs in the battle from Amazon and Google, we'll put out Song of the South and put everyone to shame. You want to see hate, motherfucker? <laughs> This and, is Song of the South. This is Mickey with a slave whip. <laughs> In episode one, the Twilight Zone moment that we got was uh, Mr. Hart, the boss, uh, choking on his dinner. Yeah. And Kitty doing that stop it, stop it, yeah. stop it moment. And honestly, again, you, it, you know when you watch something a second or third time, it doesn't quite have that sting. First time watching that, not expecting it. I thought they were going to be kind of goofy and silly the whole episode. I wasn't expecting no, it took a that. Turn. Yeah. It's like kind of thinking on it now. It's like I legit got goosebumps when I started watching that moment. Like, oh, fuck. They're not going to be fucking around on this series. Oh, God. Yeah. And it was kind of an interesting foreshadow because you didn't understand what was happening. Like, why was she just saying stop it over and over? Like, she was initially kind of talking to the husband like he was kidding. But then it's like it slowly turned to like where you realize she's talking to Wanda, going, stop it, make this stop, stop it, stop it. And she even breaks character and says, Vision, help him. Yeah. And then you see him use his powers to take the piece of meat out of his throat. So it's like she breaks character with everyone. Yeah. And then they go right back to their moment. So it's like that was the first time you saw like a, okay, Something is really fucking weird going on here. Because they, they sold the series, Disney Plus did, about it being like, you know, a silly sitcom, or at least kind of had that vibe to it. They didn't, you know, include that in its trailers or anything like that. Not that to that extent. They definitely let you know that there was more going on, because they, they, they always used the preview of um, Agnes in the car in the 90s episode, when she's in the car in her witch outfit. Yeah. Uh, and Vision's talking to her, he's like... Are you okay? She goes, am I dead? And he goes, no. Why would you say that? She goes, because you are. So they put that in the tra all the trailers. So okay. they were definitely kind of letting you know that there's something deeper going on. How great was she, though, too? Catherine oh, Hahn. Oh, my God. No, Catherine Hahn's amazing. The, the fucking nosy neighbor. Hi-ho, neighboroonies. <laughs> mm -hmm. But she's, she's, I've never seen her in a bad thing. No, she is she's fantastic. Yeah, her exactly. stepmother, she was like the, the horny sister-in-law. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hooking up with John C. Riley. Stay gold. What'd she say? Stay golden, pony boy. Yeah, she rubbed his face. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought she played that cheesy, like kind of goofy TV character so fucking well. And, and she, they did a really good. They played the long game. Yeah. In this series with her, and you know, we'll talk. We'll, you know, everybody, yeah. If you're listening to this, you already watched the show, hopefully. Yeah. But the long game with her is too good and the thing was is it was the worst kept secret but i was in it the whole time because 
I don't know. I feel like there's a fine line between having the big surprise and also spoiling it too soon. Like, for instance, they were laying clues for her all over the place to the point where by episode three and four, when it turned to color, people were really connecting the dots going, look, if she's not Agatha Harkness looking a little odd, it's, well, kinda, I, it's gonna be weird. When I first watched, you know, straight out, first watched it, three episodes were already out. So I sat and watched the first three episodes. Yeah. I knew Catherine Hahn is responsible for something. Mm -hmm. I didn't know who she was. I wasn't blasting out fucking Mephesto like everyone but, <laughs> but she is something that's she is the odd man out yeah yeah there's something about her that doesn't fit the rest of the class you don't know what it is but yeah, not, you know something's not, wrong but you, you know there's something a little off about her because not only is she a mainstay mm -hmm. through the three episodes kitty's not mm -mm. the boss is not mm -mm. You know, none of the, the she's, she's the first reoccurring special guest. Yeah, uh, she's kind of like Jackie from Roseanne. She's yeah. she's she's constantly there, mm -hmm. and or like uh, Bob. Yeah, yeah. seventy. <laughs> she's the Bob, a bitch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, without a stupid name, but, um, <laughs> but she's always there, and I and I can't like and me like, and Kim. You know, we were shooting. He shooting. He shot off his idea, which was way off base. He thought it was like a like uh, what do you call it? Uh, a hydro situation uh -huh, because yeah. of the weird commercials and stuff right, with the hydro right, watch and all yeah. that. And I'm like, nah. And I was, and see, I fell into that a little bit too. I thought hydro was going, I thought Hayward was part of hydra. Yeah. I thought that mo that section of shield got infiltrated, like part of, uh, um, um, Shield did before. Yeah, I thought that uh, Shield had gotten infiltrated, or new Sword had gotten infiltrated in the like Shield did in the past, and he was part of a new version of Hydra. They didn't go down that route. I, I, <laughs> I didn't think. I didn't think that. I thought it was just a cool callback to an old villain, because on the pantheon of villains, they are on the bottom. Yeah, they are the bottom. You know, they are not like the Chitari. They're not like Thanos. They're not like mm -hmm. Dormammu. Like they, it, they were a subsection of Nazis. Yeah. But like, <laughs> if it came down to it, they would not survive. No. Like, you know, there is a progression of our heroes. Although, technically, there is still one alive yeah. in a computer. Yeah, well, no, no, he's dead. Oh, is they, he fully they dead? The, they destroyed the computer. Okay. See, and, I, although I still I still subscribe under the thing of... Now, Von Zemo's still alive. Yes. I can't wait to see him again. That's going to be fun. But yeah, and then, then episode two, um, I... A red herring that they said they put in there on purpose and they totally got me because they said there's a few things they left hanging unintentionally and a few things they left hanging on purpose that were supposed to be red herrings and one was the fucking blonde chick at the pool in episode two yeah i could have swore she was gonna be like the main bad yeah. and the reason i thought that and they did a very good job at it. Is they established her character very well in episode two. And she even said, I've heard things about you and your husband. And Wanda kind of breaks character a little. And she goes, I'm not sure what you've heard, but I can promise you we mean no harm. Yeah. So it's like she kind of like broke that character a little bit. And then after, she, and then she went, I don't believe you. And that's when you hear Jimmy Woo over the radio. She breaks the glass, we see the red blood, yeah. and then she snaps back into character. You know what gets out red blood stains? Club soda. Let me show you. And then yeah. she goes right it back kinda, to her It kind of takes like a Pleasantville moment. Yes. That's really creepy. Yes. But I always, when I first saw her, when she did that, she reminded me of the uh, neighbor from Bewitched. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's like, I can see that. Arthur, Arthur, did you see what she did? He's like, <laughs> stifle yourself, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Archie Bunker. Yeah, Archie, but like, but you know, they had that mentality, like, just shut, yeah. shut, shut the fuck yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, family TV guy did that. a great bit. It's like, 
look, she's a witch. She's doing it. He's like, honey, I rented this porno tape. Are you going to sit here and watch it with me or not? (laughs) (laughs) But I could have swore she was going to wind up being another main bad because even what what did Agnes say to her? Uh, She was like, devil's in the details. She's like, that's not the only place he is. And so I thought that was kind of like a okay, they're kind of in backwards cahoots and she's kind of playing along with it, kind of giving her tips because I had a feeling that she was wanting her to really use her powers. They kind of did that later. So I had a feeling on that regard and that would have worked perfectly. Kind of feed her in, make her think she's part of her team. Ooh, that's really the bad guy and then really they're part of the shit. So, But yeah, apparently, and then we saw near the end of the series how she was like, can we come up with a plot line where, you know, your kids are friends with my kids and I was like oh okay no she's not part no, of this no. shit yeah. she's terrified <laughs> she's yeah. fucking terrified but I would she would have made a cool villain because I liked her look and she was she seemed to be an older actress this- but she played off that younger kind of uh, yeah. porcelain doll face was her character's name Dottie yes Dottie yes no I thought she was a really cool character and uh, that was the episode also where Vision uh, chews the bubble gum and it gums up the works. Yeah, that's him getting drunk. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a pretty cool, clever moment. And they show up doing uh, the magic, magic show. Yeah, and yeah. meanwhile, we find out this later, Agatha fucks with him. Yeah, you find out she's fucking with him the whole time. And Wanda, I thought it was a brilliant a good kind of callback to those classic TV shows of, oh, you got to fix this problem. But, oh, no, but that problem has caused this problem. And Melissa now you got- Balls. Uh, uh, yeah, Lucille candy, Ball. Candy store. Uh-huh. Yes. Or candy factory. Yes, where he's like doing all the real shit. And she's like, uh, doot. Like that. And it's, it's a wire now. You know, oh, shit yeah. like that. She definitely revs up the Lucille Ball on both of those episodes. Yes. And I'll, and she... And uh, Elizabeth Olsen, as an actor actress, does a great job at that. Both of them just fucking crush this yeah. series. The, the period acting is phenomenal from both of them. Well, outside the Marvel stuff, she does really good movies. Mm-hmm. Uh She's like Godzilla. <laughs> no, she's in a movie uh, with uh, Ed Harris, uh, Crotochrome. It's really good. I haven't it's seen that one. It's on Netflix. It's really good. I like Ed Harris. And she's in that movie, Old Boy, which is a weird turn of a movie. That just A movie called Old Boy just sounds it, like it's it going to be a, uncomfortable. It is, it's got a lot of Marvel characters in it. Huh, Sam really? Jackson's in it. Uh, Thanos is in it. Fucking Josh Brolin? Yeah, Josh Brolin's in it. He's the main character. No hmm. shit. Quite a few. Like... I will say go in it go in it with an open mind because it it turns very quickly. <laughs> I bet. But yeah. It's made from a Korean movie. <laughs> so those were essentially uh, the first two episodes. First time we see Senior Scratchy, and um, yes, and, and I called it early on. I was even telling Cap as soon as the episode finished, I was like, "That rabbit plays a fucking role in this." I was like, "It plays a fucking role in this." I know it. I know went, it. Went full Alex Jones about the oh, rabbit. Right? <laughs> they put fluoride in his feed <laughs> to make the magic to make the rabbits magic. Yeah. <laughs> The <laughs> Dolly is part of the loose affair. <laughs> They're putting fanny stones in the water to make the rabbits magic. <laughs> they need to be. Does she weigh the same as a duck? Burn the fucking witch. Yeah. 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 Alex, jo- Alex Jones in witch times. Oh my god. <laughs> she Holy floats shit. like apples. Uh, <laughs> what does that mean? She knows how to swim. <laughs> If she floats like wood, she's a witch. <laughs> what if she's a dead she's corpse? She's a fortune teller. She knows addition. <laughs> she turned me into I didn't a... See a... I didn't see like a guy wrote about like he, he got a crystal ball and the woman who sold it to him was like, do not leave it uncovered after you're finished. And he's like, oh, why? Is it like demons? He's like, no, the sun will hit it and burn your house down. <laughs> 
<laughs> the sun will hit it at an angle and burn your fucking house down. <laughs> oh, that's good. And I'm just like, oh my god, practical fucking ideas. <laughs> I love it. And then uh, at the end of episode two, we get the transition into color, and then probably my favorite timepiece episode, of course, the 70s, 60s yep. kind of crossover. And they're using, mid. Uh, and they're using uh, was it uh, Brady Bunch? Panavision, but they're using Panavision colors. Yes. Uh, so if you know what Panavision colors is, uh, it was a set of colors that held transition better. Mm-hmm. We don't need it now because we have digitals and 4K and everything, but back then, that was just a wild-ass way to show color. And I'm, yep. and actually, I've got uh, editing software that kind of pulls out the specific color tones, like really brightens up the red, makes the blues super yeah. bright. And the, and the thing is, is with those, the whites almost kind of have an eggshell yellowish hue yeah. to it, kind of like our walls here. Yeah. They kind of like that's about as white as it gets as our walls. Yeah. So it's like it kind of adds that cool kind of odd effect to it. And it, I loved it in that episode. I, I love the editing they were doing, especially with the blues because everybody's wearing denim. Yeah, and I think or uh, Vision's wearing that green fucking. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Whatever that is. And now (laughs) was uh, it the beginning? Yeah. And now was it the beginning of this episode? Yeah, it was. It was the ending of episode two. uh, She becomes pregnant. Yeah. And then in this episode is the one where it kind of starts out even like with the doctor uh, taking uh, using a stethoscope on the uh, the stomach and all that. And uh, we get second appearance from Monica Rambeau in this one. She becomes. You think she's gonna be like nosy neighbor part two? Yeah. But no, you find out she's got a little bit more. Actually, in this episode, you find yeah. out that she's got a little bit more going on. Yeah. yeah, because she walked into a situation. She wasn't just there. Yeah, exactly. And I would say, like, of all the places, you know, Westview, you know, mm-hmm. where she sets off this whole hex bomb or whatever. Yeah. It's such a weird place where she's driving into it anyway. Mm-hmm. And it just, it just bothers me that it's like that. Right. Like, it's not fit to live in already like, right. you notice, like everybody did you ever notice like everyone's kind of downtrodden yeah i didn't notice that yeah near the end of the series or well yeah when they when they kind of show you know her going into the town you know before she loses her mind and mm-hmm. you know does the big hex yeah exactly what you're saying it was very much a run downtown everyone seemed kind of downtrodden no one really had a smile on their face like 2008 2009 yeah. recession yeah honestly yeah. yeah i mean to re- pull from a time we remember very clearly that five dollar gas <laughs> No, I just had that small town New Jersey thing where yeah. everybody's just kind of like, meh. Okay, well then, honestly, yeah, I guess it did kind of fit the area pretty well with it being kind of downtrodden Jersey area. But yeah, it just seemed like it sounded like it seemed like they would be a lot happier now that everyone's back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you like, would think. Oh, hey, heaven and hell is not real. Okay, cool. Now we can like, oh, we have who, who, people who can bring people back from the dead. It's like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> Healthcare is going to change for sure. Uh, so, so we got a lot of positivity going around. Uh, but there's also gods, witches, and demons, yeah, and yeah, who, who who take over our bodies and <laughs> aliens and <laughs> and uh, episode. Oh, that three. hasn't been brought out yet. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, episode three. That was more of just a, a exposition episode. Had some cool little Easter eggs laid about here and there. But the big crux of that one was at the very end. The end of the episode is when I think they kind of saved up a lot of the shit for the end because that's when she has what you find out with the twins. And then I think that's also when she sends Monica the fuck out. Yeah. I think that's that same 
Yeah, no, that's the, the very ne- end of, that's the next episode. The very end of it, she gets thrust out, and then she's surrounded by all the uh, that, that's sword the next agents, episode. right? Oh, that's okay. the next episode. I just now thought of that because Vision was starting to kind of connect the dots because he recognized her doing weird shit at the beginning of the episode. That's episode four. Yeah, okay. sorry. Um, yeah, I got confused on that one. But yeah, no. Uh, but yeah, she has the twins, and the reason that you're just like, oh, wow, is because she basically had them in the span of a day. Yeah. <laughs> she went from like pregnant to birth in the span of like two days. She's like a witch. She's like, I'm a witch. I can create babies. I can have one day pregnancies. Well, they, and, did, that, they did that in uh, the Dick Van Dyke show, mm-hmm. uh, which is actually uh, a callback if you don't know this. A long time ago, if you had a child, the child stayed at the hospital for a few days, and then they brought it to you to your house. That was a thing. In the Dick Van Dyke show, they bring them a black baby. Mm. Can you imagine how well that went over as a season one opener on a brand new show? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that show about got canceled after like four minutes. <laughs> I'll call Carl Reiner, right? Were yeah. the writer for Dick Van Dyke? Yeah. And I think this is the Pushing episode. Pushing the boundaries, motherfucker. Uh-huh. And uh, I think this is the episode where we actually get to... I think this is the first time we see Jimmy Woo. At yeah. the outside of the hex. Yeah. Because... Well, no, he's in the first episode. Because Rambo walks in. No, we, we don't see the outside of the hex until a few episodes in. Yeah, like... Three or four. Four's kind of like yeah, a back- when Rambo, when Rambo yeah. walks in, right? Four's kind of like a backstory on uh, Monica Rambo. Okay, if four is the backstory on Monica, okay, then yeah, yeah, I've got the timelines right. Yeah, because episode three uh, was the first color one. That's when she has the twins, and then the doctor was like, you know, it's it's kind of hard to leave here, and that's the first time Vision's tipped off, and he's like. That's interesting. So what does that mean? Yeah, that, that's the first time he's like, well, the pregnancy thing was a little weird, and this is weird. But then I'm going to uh, start paying attention more. But then, uh, was it Monica brings up uh, Ultron? That's in the next episode. That's on episode three. I'm reading the description on episode three. Is it on episode three? Uh-huh, because a lot of, of stuff happens in episode Yeah, because at the very end of episode three, that's when uh, Wanda kicks Monica out of yeah. the hex, and then episode four is just all about that backstory on uh, because Wanda's left Monica. Because her- Wanda's left by herself with right. Rambo, and Vision's outside talking to Kathleen Catherine Hahn mm-hmm. and, and her husband. Herb. Herb, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, she says, uh, Ultron killed Pietro, and uh, Wanda says, the fuck did you just say? Yeah, and the, yeah, and the, yeah, shoots her out. I, I remember the scene. I just thought that happened in the next episode, like after they had the kids for a little bit. Yeah, because like Monica wants to raise, hold the kids yeah, and start buddying like, up with her. Yeah, she's like, you need to leave. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I remember all that very clearly. Oh, I know where I'm getting confused on it. You uh, basically you don't see the full thing. All of a sudden, you see her getting just sent out of the fucking hex. That's what it was. And that's the it. next episode. They show the full transition because it goes back to the TV and shows the whole exchange of her talking about it and sending her through all the walls and all that. Shit. That's where I'm getting that part mixed up. Okay, they actually do it twice. And then the sc- <laughs> and then the screen just kind of like uh uh-huh. expands. It's yeah. out of yeah. TV uh, frame and now mm-hmm. it's all full on film frame. But yeah, so so then yeah, next episode outside the hex. I love Jimmy Woo's character. He was fan fucking tastic. Oh, he's great. He's, he's great, Ant Man. Oh yeah, he, yeah. And, and I love the fact that they even carried guy. over the Ant Man thing of because he has oh, yeah. uh, has some. He's like, how do you do the card trick? Yeah. And then sure <laughs> enough, that's how he greets Monica. He's like, Jimmy, whoop, whoop. There's the card. <laughs> it's just like, yes, he you know learned it. You know what's funny about Jimmy? I know you guys haven't seen the second Ant Man movie. No, but I watched it. it. I actually such, watched it not too long ago. He fucks with that guy so much, Ant Man. He fucks with Jimmy Woo so much to where it's like. They're gaslighting this poor fucker who's just trying to keep keep a, 
an Avenger yeah. on house arrest. And uh, it's yeah. just like a shenanigans. And so, <laughs> uh, but oh, it, it's so fucked up because they tie his anklet to a giant ant. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, and the little girl, the one that's going to be the next Ant-Man or whatever, mm-hmm. is gaslighting an FBI agent this whole time. <laughs> He's in the bathroom. He's sick. <laughs> and it's like, no, he ain't, little girl. <laughs> He's up. I also always remember him as Kim Jong Un in the the interview yes. movie. Yeah, he's so funny. He was in uh, he was in the Office. He was funny in that too. He played Jim, Asian Jim, Asian Jim. It was a, it, it, it's, it's like King it's, of the it's, Hill. It's, it was a layered prank okay. where like he comes in as Jim, right? And Dwight's I remember like, this like, "Who are you? Uh, it's me, Dwight. I'm Jim." <laughs> I could see this now. And like, you could probably do this to Johnny. <laughs> But like, but like, they're just gaslighting him, and he's like, "How? How do you, you're not Jim?" And like, Pam comes in and kisses him. She's uh-huh. like, "Hey, honey," and they have photoshopped pictures of Jim <laughs> and their two Asian half white babies. He gets on his phone, uses his passcode to hear his voicemails, and he's like, "That's identity theft. You're fucking. That's a crime." And it's just like, Dwight, what's wrong? He's like, "You're Asian." He's like, "I've always been Asian." He's like, "No, you haven't." Wow, Dwight, you really. That's cool, man. You don't see color. I like that. <laughs> I've thought so much different about you. And it's just like, he's having a mental breakdown. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> if you gaslight somebody, it ruins their goddamn brain. Mm-hmm. Which is basically this whole fucking series is about. It really is. My brain's <laughs> on Wanda, fire. Is Wanda gaslighting an entire city or yeah. town. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I love Jimmy Woo on there. I also love Darcy. I like the return of Darcy's character. Uh, yeah, Thor. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I thought it was great. Her ongoing, uh, they, they pay off a joke I never thought they were going to pay off, which was in that episode, she's getting set up in Wayward's, or Hayward, I, can, I don't forget which one it is, is giving her shit, being like, you know, why can't you read this shit? And she's like, well, I can take a cup of coffee. And like, you know, he doesn't bring it. And then like, Jimmy's like, hey, yeah, I appreciate what you're doing, this, that, and the other. Keep up the good work. Pats her on the back, walks away. She goes, I can really use that cup of coffee. And then sure enough, the, uh, skipping ahead a little bit, the next episode, the first time you see Jimmy, he's walking in the room with a fucking cup of coffee yeah. for everyone. <laughs> I'm just like, yes, my man, you you got this. <laughs> it, it, it's so funny that, you know, they put a put him and her together. Yeah. But like they're the mo- more iconic side characters mm-hmm. in two franchises that don't make didn't make a lot of money. No, no not at um, all. Kat Denny's though in in Thor is hilarious mm-hmm. because she's like freaking the fuck out in the first movie because if you remember the first movie Thor shows up but by the end of the movie there's more of them yeah more Asgardians just show up and she is losing her fucking mind yeah because it's like <laughs> holy shit it's <laughs> like there's gods there's yeah. I know I keep saying aliens but the gods are essentially aliens yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so many words I would have yeah. loved her to pull a Thor like. Drink the coffee and throw it down. Like, Another. Another. <laughs> <laughs> but she like does a great job as like the snarky sidekick, both she of does, those movies she does, and, but she doesn't, and she here does, in the series. But she doesn't like take away from it. Like, no. like sometimes it gets written. You know? I was even telling Cap, I said she's one of those snarky characters that doesn't take shit from men that don't annoy me. Some of those, some of those kind of female characters are written in such a way that like every time they say something, you, it almost kind of like they almost like blow her hair a little bit and put that little. Of light on her, it's just like, okay, yeah, I get it. You stood up to a guy. Congratulations. It's like she did it the entire fucking show, and not once did I roll my eyes. I always went, fuck yeah. It's like every time she did it, it felt justified and I warranted. Think, I think the, like the 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 Easter egg they set up for the next episode. Yeah, was the whole you know we got to build a vehicle 
to get in there and all this. How are we going to do it? And Rambo and Captain is like, oh, we know somebody. Yeah. And I was hoping it was going to be the Doc from Thor. Uh, Stars or whatever. Uh-huh. The, the guy from... Uh, the lap, the dragon tattoo. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah, that guy. That's a good weird guy. God damn, I forgot all about that. Good pull. I had lofty hopes and was hoping it was going to be um, Reed Richards. Uh, yeah. I was hoping it was going to be Reed. I, I didn't think they were going to introduce any new major characters unless it was going to be a villain. Yeah. yeah. I didn't have high hopes for them doing that. I, in the back of my head, I went, man, they, they could do it. They, they could be like, they, they could just be like, this is Mr. Richards. That's all they'd have to do. I'd be like, God damn it, there he is, there he is, God damn it, this is what, fantastic. What would have been awesome would be the doctor mm-hmm. and Sif, because Sif's not dead. Mm-hmm. And he, she's just dressed like a doctor. Yeah. And just hanging out with him, even though she's a violent female as Guardian. Sif <laughs> <laughs> mm. is uh, Kate Blanchett, right? No, no, Lady Sif is, uh, I forget who plays her, but she's like Thor's like best friend. Let me look that up. Yeah. But yeah, so I, I thought uh, the Outside the Hex episode, the first one was really good because it showed, you know, Monica getting spit back out of the Hex from that perspective and everything else. And then the next episode was her coming to and them showing the X-rays. And basically, she's just all white matter on the inside. Yeah. And that's kind of that first foreshadowing of, okay, her going in and out of the Hex like that so many times. Yeah. Shit's going down. Well, it's kind of like, wrong. It's like a, an Ultron, you know. Scarlet Witch is exposed to a Infinity Stone. Mm-hmm. The effects of the Infinity Stone changes people. Mm-hmm. Like um, Hulk, Hulk was changed by her, by her because she does that fucking shit to him. Yep. Uh, another great example is Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Hawkeye gets love tapped by that fucking stone in Avengers, and then she tries to pull that same shit on him, and he backhands the fuck out. Yeah, of him. yeah, so he's, he's like, like, I've done this once. Nah, nah, whore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Cap watched Age of Ultron recently, so yeah, he you're trying to form my you know a. Yeah. Uh, predictions and things like that, which yeah. never work out because it's what happens anytime I get invested and want to yeah. make bold predictions. <laughs> nah, man, you don't. Yeah, it's like I want to play along, and then it's like, and then it's like fucking dodgeball to the face. <laughs> that's why I quit, that's why I quit getting that invested in this kind of thing for a while because they always let me down. <laughs> but like, I would have loved if that was like another part of it, like, mm-hmm. like oh hey, you're. Your scans are coming back, kind of like oh Hawkeye's did after you know the big fight with Ultron and yeah. stuff like. Something's gonna back, probably going to happen to you. I'm not saying you're going to have a mental breakdown and kill a bunch of Japanese people, but <laughs> <laughs> which is what he did. But no, he I, did what was right. <laughs> and uh, I thought it was also cool how they showed how uh, Wanda isn't completely changing things that enter the hex. She's just reformatting them because, yeah, like that Kevlar, uh, yeah. basically bodysuit, that '70s bodysuit Monica's wearing was. Fucking made a Kevlar because that was what her bodysuit was, or her, um, you know, which is police a suit was you know, made of when which, she got sucked in. You know, what's really crazy is it's like you know we talk about that like oh it's fi- you know fictitious. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a real thing. Oh yeah. Uh, there's a guy in Colombia who makes clothing like like your shirt, my shirt, as thin to be bullet. But it's all like Kevlar and everything. Yeah, because he made puts up. it on in front of you and shoots himself just mm-hmm. to be sure. Hmm. Like from me to you, and I watch that stuff on like Vice. Yeah, that's just. Fuck, that's terrifying. <laughs> I mean, it still hurts. It's not, not, it's not as casual. Not, not, the shock is gone. Really? Because I was going to say, even like, not, you he's know. Standing, he's standing, just, just casually talking mm-hmm. and being shot in the abdomen I'm and sp- not losing tone. I'm now, sp- why are army people using that? Because even because their bulletproof vests because, and because stuff still starts, feel impact. Well, because their Kevlar is for 762 about 39 rounds flying 2,800 feet per second. Yeah, but I mean, this if they still get shot by, like, a civilian bullet, they still feel it. 
Yeah. So but I mean, why don't they plate. use that sort of material in their? It's expensive. <laughs> it's expensive to weave tattoo. <laughs> I mean, we've got the budget for it. Well, but that's the way you're sounding is like this guy's like selling them in his fucking. I was gonna say just the way you're sounding, you're making it sound like this guy's selling them on his Etsy shop. So I was no, just like, <laughs> he sells it to politicians in Columbia. Yeah, too. Yeah, he don't want to get shot in the fucking I just stomach. Pic- <laughs> yeah. I just pictured that scene in Super Troopers with where the guy walks out with the cup and he yeah. goes, he's like, y'all ready? <laughs> he's like, oh yeah, and the, and the what's his name comes out. Oh, you used to play this game with rookies all the time. Yep. Pop, pop, pop. And we had blanks. Blanks. Six sons of bitches. (laughs) (laughs) And and then when um, Cap's got the wiki pulled up, does Monica get the uh, uh, wheels in this episode or the next one? I think it's the next episode. Uh, This is the 80s episode, correct? Yeah, this is the family ties. Yeah, it doesn't have anything on that for. This is where they did that cool intro. Five. Oh, actually, something we uh, skipped over was when uh, Monica shoots uh, Monica when um, Wanda shoots Monica out of the hex. That's the first time we see her have her first mental slip. Yeah. Because Vision comes running in, and he's like, "Wanda, where, where is, where is uh, Geraldine? That was her yeah. name in the show. Where's Geraldine? She went home. Uh-huh, she went home, and then she turns around and sees Vision without." the yeah. infinity stone and like grayed out and shit yeah, because she's frightened a little bit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that leads us to believe she stole the body and reanimated it because yeah. that's the way he looked at the end of uh infinity war so and then we see that thing in the episode after where hayward saying monica broke in and stole the body yeah. so you know Wanda. but here's the thing he said it we never saw it yeah. we saw her float down to where the body is and touch it, and then that's when the video clip cut and out. And her just breaking in in general. Uh-huh, that's all we saw. Because what did we see? We saw her, whoosh, the doors, blast down the glass, all this stuff. See, very hostile. You know, we talk about this a lot in like the other Avengers movies, especially in the phases. Where are the other ones? Where are they? So I can understand Spider-Man not being around because he's in Europe. Yeah. Uh, but everybody else. Well, they kind of addressed that in Spider-Man. Well, like Thor, Thor is doing a thing in Norway. Yeah. Sam Jackson's in space. Yeah. Uh, Maria Hill should be kicking around still, unless she's in space with Sam Jackson. She is. Okay. Uh, so, but there are Cree left. Uh, Captain Marvel's doing her Boy Scout thing, and you you don't evoke her name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Sorcerer Supreme is still kicking around. Of all the things he should worry about is a giant portal to hell mm-hmm. in the middle of New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> and he's right there. He's, did, he's right there. It's New York. It's right there. It's like, he did, doesn't have to take a drive. <laughs> did, didn't Peter say something about, can't we get Doctor Strange? Something like that. Well, Thor, they said Thor was off world. Yeah. Which he, which he is. He's with Guardians. And then it feels like after that, he said, well, what about Doctor Strange? And yeah. he had an excuse for that. I don't know. That uh, was the whole thing that was going to be uh, what was supposed to be the payoff maybe or whatever. That multiverse madness. Oh yeah, uh, but like multiverse of madness. That's yeah. what that's what yeah. the next Star Trek movie is called. Oh really? Called. But yeah, but, that's why everyone freaked out when uh, fucking Pietro showed up. But the I whole, keep up with this stuff. But, uh, you'll get there. <laughs> yeah, we'll uh, get there. <laughs> but it just seems like there should be more Avengers kicking around. I imagine yeah. Winter Soldier and Falcon will be right after Infinity War. Mm-hmm. But it just seems like someone from the mainstay other than sword mm-hmm. should have been like hey you're fucking with one of our guys <laughs> who the fuck do you think you are yeah you know <laughs> well, and, well the thing is is well the, the the tough thing about it is the on world version of shield is technically also ran by nick fury yeah 
And that's who had Vision's body. So it's like, in reality, not like, so technically, the authorities were already taking care of Wanda. And that was kind of the weird juxtaposition of it all. So why would they call in the Avengers if Nick Fury's team? Well, I'm not saying necessarily, team, necessarily the Avengers. I'm, just somebody. Well, plus Wayward had has, his own intentions. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, which makes him a good villain. Yeah. Uh, but at no point does someone like Maria Hill, somebody from S.H.I.E.L.D. that we recognize ever show up uh, to be like, what the fuck are you doing? Like S.H.I.E.L.D. would like, you know, you're talking about the Hydra being a sub. Yeah, yeah. Sword is a sub version of Shield, yeah. Because they're not, because he says to Rambo when she comes back, "Hey, we're going to put you on a lesser assignment." Blah mm-hmm. blah blah. You're grounded. Yeah. She's like, "But I want to go to motherfucking space." Yeah. And he's like, "Nah, we're you know we're still you know developing that." It's like, no no no, it's developed. Mm-hmm. They're ready to rock. Shield's yeah. already up there. Yeah. Y'all are not allowed to go to space yet. Mm-hmm. Swords writing uh fucking uh, traffic tickets and yeah, shit like yeah, that like, while fucking shields and like, shit. Shield has expanded to uh you know the universe. Yeah, but something about sword is untrustworthy to begin with because mm-hmm. they're not allowed to leave. Yeah, it just seems like they they created a company. Well, sword is also what's in space. Yeah, but, that's also sword. But it's also like they talk about oh hey we're almost ready to. See yeah, he guy. was lying to her. Yeah, yeah, but. Which that's just I just seems I, like- I kind of saw that his character is so sword had uh, uh, sword Nick Fury had uh, Ult- Ultron uh, Vision in their possession and essentially what you had is one bad actor a bad CEO essentially kind of keeping information hidden from higher ups and then manipulating other people to further motivate his own things. That's kind of the way I saw his character play in that. I felt like he was doing a lot of shielding huh, no pun intended, uh, shielding the eyes of people that may have kind of been sniffing down his neck and then manipulating other people that didn't have as much power. At least that's at least the way I kind of perceived maybe his storyline on that and maybe kind of the easy right out as to why someone like again like Doctor Strange may have not shown up he may have already gotten the word hey my guys have already got this taken care of you've got bigger shit to worry about motherfucker that kind of thing be like we've got this we've got we've got her temper tantrum like, I, would, I would like to have seen uh, what's his name uh, Doctor Strange's friend the Asian guy ooh yeah 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 Wong yeah Wong show up you know blasting some fucking Beyonce and like, <laughs> what's up we have a problem See, I can't. I can't I wait to see him that. in the new Doctor Strange movie. I need to rewatch that one. I haven't watched that since it came out in theaters. And then, uh, but yeah, so the next episode is uh, when Monica gets her wheels, and that doesn't work, and she basically goes, "Fuck it." And she gets she gets love tapped by the wall again. Uh huh. And so she goes, "Fuck it," and runs back through. And I loved that transition uh, where you got the little moments of. Um, um, Captain Marvel talking to her, uh, moments of her mom talking to her, and you saw like the different decade versions of her kind of splitting apart and kind of coming back together yeah. and all that stuff. And hops out, and she's got the fucking whitish blue eyes. It's like that was a cool transformation now moment. She, now she's essentially Captain Marvel. Yeah, well, yeah. she's a form of Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because as, in the comics, as... uh, she was the original Captain Marvel, well, no, and then the she passed Captain, it off to Carol Captain, Danvers. No, the original Captain Marvel is Marvel. Yeah, and then Carol Danvers gets it, and then she's in the Ultimate series as the one who got it from Marvel. So Marvel wound up being renamed Captain Marvel. And no, no, no. His name is Marvel, and he happens to be a captain, mm-hmm. <laughs> but he's Captain 
Marvel. Right. And then his he marries a Earth woman, Kara Danvers. Mm-hmm. He dies in front of her, and she takes that ability. Mm-hmm. It's not an Infinity Stone. Like this is a whole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a whole separate thing. Yeah. And then uh, she's Captain Marvel for a little while. Then Rogue kills her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Which is something that happens. Around yeah. what time period was that one? Uh, it was around the time the X Men formed to do the new X Men. Um, the eighties. Yeah, the eighties. Because okay. that's how Rogue. That's why Rogue was able to fly and have superpowers. Well, the, we're still missing a piece then because no, the one you're talking about, uh, her mm-hmm. Rambo being the, uh, the original. Uh, the original mm-hmm. is through another storyline altogether from the Ultimate series. So that that's why I say. So the one I'm thinking of was one the fifties or sixties. Um, because I can see the art style in my head. Uh, she was originally Captain Marvel, and when she transferred the powers, she became Photon. Yeah. And uh, that's basically what... And I think that was the call sign of her mother in Captain Marvel, was Photon or something to those long lines. Like They threw that in as an Easter egg in the first Captain Marvel movie. Yeah. Whatever her call sign was as a uh, pilot, that was what Monica's second name was after she yeah. uh, transitioned to that power. So I, I know about the... Captain Marvel Marvel thing, and then that wound up being a copyright issue because Captain Marvel is Shazam. Exactly. So I remember that being a big thing, and kind of that being a swap, and then it being transferred over to Carol Danvers, like what you were saying. But then there was some part of a storyline where that where Monica Rambeau had the powers, and then she also transfers them yeah. to Carol Danvers. Yeah. So I know that's that's a piece somewhere yeah. in that storyline that continues on to what kind of what you were saying, because, um, and they may have revisited it DC, in the ultimate storyline. Like, uh, DC had kept the uh, uh, Captain Marvel thing for mm-hmm. a long time, yeah, to do Shazam, but they decided to relinquish it just because of yeah you know, problems down the road, right? I think they did it to get Jack Kirby, probably, right? But yeah, and like I said, they may have revisited that again in the in the. Um, um, ultimate storyline, so you're probably still correct on that. But no, there, there was something old down the because line. Because the old, the old Captain, too. the old Captain Marvel looks like is a white girl, blonde hair with like the black yes. cat mask and a giant yellow S. Uh huh. And yep. it's a black suit. And then you know, Rogue puts her in a rear naked choke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then so, so exactly. So Photon's uh, outfit. I think. I think her name's Photon. Well, uh, her, like, her outfit like, is actually kind of similar. She's got the white mask, yeah. but then it's kind of like a black and white version of what Carol Danvers got shortly yeah. after that. It's kind of like a. Uh, if you watch Captain Marvel, um, the team. Yeah. The Marvel team. Uh huh. There you go. Yeah. There's an image I just pulled up of the. Yeah, that's the original. Uh, original Marvel. costume. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Long time, cool. Long time ago. Long time ago. Back before the crew cut. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, going back to the next one. Um, we got Pietro. Yeah, yeah Pietro coming the, back. The, the end, uh, that was episode five where he pops up at the very end. And he's just like, hi. And then uh, Darcy the says, yeah, Darcy says <laughs> yeah. they just recast fucking Pietro. Yeah. And that flipped every Marvel fan's mind. Yeah. That flipped my fucking mind like a motherfucker. I'm like, multiverse. Multiverse like, of I, Madness. I was exactly. I was all in it. I subscribe. I was not allowing myself to think otherwise for anything. I'm like, they've done it. This is the multiverse. Oh my god, they're gonna do it. And that was probably the only little slight disappointment I had near you the know, end of the series. You know, a Disney executive is like doing a fat line of coke. It's oh like, yeah, we could totally do this. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, and they That's said that. There. And, and Feige already said they're like, well, we were looking at this as a fun way to kind of like pay tribute to the Fox. He era. did this to gaslight a bunch of fans. Yeah, yes. and he did it to me, and I and I was I hate them a little bit for it, but at the same time, I respect them because we're so close to Blade Running. <laughs> Sam, I respect them because very rarely are they able to completely fool me. Yeah, they can sometimes throw me for a loop, going like, oh, I wasn't expecting that, but. Sometimes I can kind of call it like in the back of my head. I went, Mephisto's not going to be in this. Like in the, I wanted to believe it, but in the back of my head, I went, if I want to be logical on it, let's just look at one small thing: Chinese censors. They don't like devil. They don't like demons. They they don't like black people. So it's like they're not going to use that as something as a main promotion to launch their fucking Marvel TV series. They're not going to use that because it's not going to be well received in an area. They need money. So oh, yeah. like in the back Chinese of my market. head, I'm going, they're not going to do that. Oh, speaking of Chinese market, Avatar's back on top. So Yeah. Look at that. There you go. <laughs> Avatar's so, now so, I, so in the back of my head, I even thought that. I I didn't allow myself to think anything other than multiverse when I saw fucking that version of Quicksilver. I was like, My oh. first thought was they did a Flashpoint type situation. That mm-hmm. PHR from the X-Men ran so fast, he ended up in a different in a different world, and he accidentally ran into the hex. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. he's he's basically he changed into himself. Yeah, which fits him really because eighties Quicksilver is awesome in the fucking X Men. Lo- oh, yeah. I love that X Men movie. Yeah, and, I, and because he's sitting there playing fucking Pog, like fast as fucking Pac Man, uh-huh. and he just listened to fucking metal the whole time. Yep. And, and speaking of nineties Pietro. And the next episode was fucking great too. I oh, loved it. The Malcolm in the Middle. Uh, yes. Set up. All right. So the first first thing I love though is her coming down the stairs, and he's like, "Who are you supposed to be?" And he's like, "Sokovian oh. fortune teller." And it just like, and it does the Malcolm in the Middle cutaway uh-huh. of them just getting shit on. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, and it does. I love that. I love. You know, I was a big fan of Malcolm in the Middle. So mm-hmm. were you guys, I know. Oh yeah. Uh, but just doing that was awesome i i was not expecting because in the back of my head i'm going like okay dick van dyke bewitched um brady bunch um you know all these are making sense exactly but in the back of my head i'm going what family show would they do for the 90s are they gonna do like a roseanne thing are they gonna like like i was just trying to kind of mentally picture and as soon as they did that intro where it was malcolm in the middle style i'm like no they're fucking not yes yes and even and as a, uh, go ahead i was gonna say even as a casual you know viewer of malcolm in the middle when i was a kid i immediately knew what it was uh-huh. when it popped up did you notice that time slowed down what do you mean with the kids intentionally yes yeah but like alright so you have the family ties episode the one mm-hmm. before alright the kids are 8 and 10 mm-hmm. re- respectively yeah. Pietro shows up time jumps mm-hmm. you know stylized wise right the kids don't age past that mm-hmm. even though it goes to the 2000s to the 2010s mm-hmm. if you notice the kids didn't age yeah like, like the time just stopped well they explained that yeah did you did you catch that line where they explain it? Mm. Uh, the episode where they were growing up really fast, and Wanda was like, "No, no, 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 stop, stop, stop!" You know, and they, they and they grew right in front of her eyes. That was the same episode where Sparky died. Yeah, and right as they were about to cry, they look at each other and nod, and she stops them, and she goes, "Don't do this. You need." To, and it was kind of like the first kind of foreshadowing. She's like, "You need to face this trauma. You need yeah. to." process this this that and the other do not age yourselves just to do that so i think at that moment she kind of put it into them kind of aging themselves up but like even then i just felt like 
they were going to age again after the 90s episode. I thought they would too, because but, I, but I didn't. Because they're hanging out with their uncle, you know, all right, maybe they go to 16 and 15 or something. Mm-hmm. You know, cool years to hang out with your fucking party ass uncle, you know. But <laughs> honestly, I didn't hate it because I liked those actors, uh, the, yeah. the two kid actors. Oh, I thought they were pretty great. good. They're great, and they, they do a really good job of, you know, their superhero names, Hex. Yeah. And uh, I forget what the other boys, the little boy's name. Well, uh, what, yeah, one is... Um, Essentially Quick. Quicksilver. But Quick, I think his name is just Quick. No, it's um, Billy and Tommy... Um, Wiccan and Speed. Yeah. yeah, Wiccan and Speed. But like you know, the, those are because mm-hmm. you know, they're twins. Yeah. to begin with, and she has twins, which is an actual thing. Twins have twins, uh, either further down the line. There's a whole, there's a whole village that's in just, Argentina like that. <laughs> that's just like dominant. That's just genes and all that too. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I Germans. Thought, <laughs> and I thought the kids were actually really good actors because they played off figuring out their powers well. You yeah. know how some kid actors will kind of overplay it or underplay yeah. it. They really hit that sweet spot of like whoa, but at the same time getting that serious moment. Like there's a moment later on in the uh, in the episodes where Wiccan kind of sees yeah, shit that's going. going on, and he does like that eyes closed and like kind of stops. Um, speed. Uh, speed from going, and he was like, "Whoa, look at that!" He's like, "Shh," and he's like, "Even though, yes, he just figured out something cool." He's like, "But wait a minute, hold on." It's like the the kids were very good at still playing that earnest, like, "Oh shit, okay, we've got powers, and we need to do something." <laughs> Fuck. Definitely not a pair of Kennys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, they're ruining it. They're ruining it. Putting Kennys sh- in it. A couple of short rounds. Yeah. <laughs> But not, and, and I loved that version of Quicksilver in the uh, the Halloween episode. Them running around uh, uh, silly stringing and uh, crashing out the pumpkins and yep. all that shit. Being pranksters. Yep. And uh, yeah, this is the episode where Vision is really not jiving with what's going on. He's kind of basically figured out. He's like, something's wrong. Yeah. You know, because they've already gotten the email and he uh, he did the little thing to... Yeah, and the dude is like pleading with him like, Jesus Christ, kill me now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like you don't know what she's doing to my brain like yeah oh my god and i just zap some back like oh. never mind yeah <laughs> let me tell you a joke <laughs> every time i watch that for the first time like every time it just creeped me the fuck out i'm just like oh that's so weird i love it <laughs> but yeah he starts traveling to the outside of the hex and then that's when you see he starts him, deteriorating or yeah starts deteriorating yeah. which which then kind of at least for me made me start questioning and going wait what? Because we we're still under the impression that he she stole the body. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so his body won't exist outside the hex. This is weird. See, like, how are it, they doing the rules? When I first saw that, I didn't think it of as oh, not existing outside the hex. More of it's trying to pull it back in. Mm, okay. Like he's being pulled back in right. piece by piece. I could see that. I That's how I first. I didn't think of dissolving it because it looked like he was being pulled back. It in. It did. Back. It did absolutely. Uh, and they kind of make him. And they kind of make show of that. Like I think part of like his yeah, shoulder breaks off. off. Yeah. Uh, but I would. I do want to say this. This one favorite part of this episode was the kick ass reference. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because those like, two guys, the two guys that play Quicksilver, are two guys from main characters from Kick Ass. Uh-huh. It's such a good movie to me. <laughs> My brother loves that movie. And, oh, it's uh, so raw. And that was like such an accidental like line too that they didn't even think about. Kick-ass. I heard, I heard uh, the guy, the guy that I listened to, uh, Matt Shackman, the guy that directed all of the fucking episodes, which yeah. you don't hear a lot about in television. They bring that up, and they're like, "Now nah, that was totally by accident." <laughs> <laughs> I love it though. It's so organic because it was by accident. Uh-huh. Kick Ass. <laughs> That's what it could be cool. That that would have been an awesome thing to name the episode. Just yeah. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and then on that one, that's when um, Wiccan and uh, Speed go running up to uh, Wanda, and they're like, "Dad needs help." She basically freezes the entire fucking town and expands the hex. 
And this is this is where you know we talk about the preview. You know, this is right before he gets out of the hexes, he's talking to Catherine Hahn. Yeah. And what a ploy to get him to pull. You know, because you know she's not part of it. You know, mm-hmm. in the in the full scope of the series, I feel like he could kind of visualize, like, okay, she's one of the different ones, that kind of thing. I thought when he love tapped her on the fucking head, mm-hmm. and she came too. I thought so. Oh, in the that, next episode, yeah, yeah, like when she's in the car, you know, and he's and she's like, oh no, we can't leave, and you're dead too, and that's when he goes toward the edge. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I thought. Sorry, can you say Catherine Hahn? I was thinking of uh, the other chick. Sorry, but yeah, Catherine Hahn. Um, I thought she was going to come too, and she, she like ran the town before mm-hmm. she showed up. Like she could have been like a mutant esque character, mm-hmm. a metahuman or something. Mm-hmm. And that like, oh, that's why she's always she's trying to get close to her. Like my whole plot line was, oh no, she's trying to kill her. Mm-hmm. She's trying to get close to her and her kids so she could just eighty six this bitch and run back her town. Right. Because and uh, kind of right. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, yeah but it, it gets so much fucking worse. Yeah. Oh yeah, and and also that that weird scene in the 80, 80s episode when the kids were still infants, where yeah. she comes busting on in and like Wanda didn't or Vision didn't want her to hold the kids, and she breaks character and she goes, "Do do you want us just to run this again?" Yeah, yeah. And, and it's like that that moment of like, oh wait, she's. She knows what's going on here. I thought Wanda was the only one in control and knowledgeable of this. And then that threw it through me for a little loop uh, when Vision tapped her on the head and she came to him and she was acting like she didn't know what was going on. Yeah. That was sitting here going, I was like, okay, there's been so many twists and turns. Maybe, maybe she really is just an odd, eccentric character, but she's. There's so many things pointing to her, but there's also things pointing to the mailman. There's also things pointing to the bee- the beekeeper guy that we only yeah. saw for an episode. They're- they just transitioned from a hazmat suit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dottie seems a little odd, so it's like they still kind of sold it that it still could have been a red herring, you know, that kind of thing. So that, that that one scene did make me start questioning my overall, she's definitely part of this Even theory. though, like, she's been in every episode causing some kind of mayhem or, like, you know, you know something's wrong. Exactly. But, but at the same time, look at all these other interesting people. Like, again, I thought the mailman was going to be part of something. Don't shoot me. I'm only the messenger. But the thing about trickster characters is that you can't out-trick them. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like, it. I, I thought even though it was kind of a worst-kept secret scenario, they did their best to still try to throw you off as much as possible. Yeah, it was good effort. It was. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think... I think that's really everything up to that point, and important plot line wise. Is this the one? This is the one where it ends with Agatha. Now, that's the two thousands episode. Yeah, because that's, right. that's Africa. Yeah, yeah, because in the end, and of, that's how I was wanting to make sure we've covered everything we wanted to up to that yeah, point. Because the end of that episode is when Wanda does, uh, expands the hex, and then uh, it goes into this, the yeah, next the helicopter one. turns into a hot air balloon. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Half the band turns into a circus. And then, I loved that because she saw him as a bunch of clowns. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, the next episode kind of turns into an episode of uh, Modern Family. Modern, Modern Family. Modern yeah. Family slash Arrested Development with the circus scene. But it does, it does that thing. Uh, 
it does the same thing the office and parks and rec and modern family mm-hmm. do a lot of shows a lot of cutaways to them talking to a journalist or slash narrator the, yep the muppets even did that on yep. the a reboot thing they did they yep. they even make fun of that where they're just like we're talking to we're just going to do this inter- interview style i mean you know that's kind of a cheap way to tell jokes and yada yada <laughs> they would say that on the but thing it's, 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 it's new to sell a story yeah and i like that like it works for parks and rec it works for the office mm-hmm. i'm not a fan of the office but it works for it yeah uh, modern family not really watched it but it works for that show yeah. because you know now you have tone there's no misunderstanding exactly you know and, and i thought this was a really cool episode just to start with because it was the first time like you've gotten definitely glimpses over the fact that wanda has not been a good mental place but this is the first time they really say it on the nose with like her waking up clearly like a depression kind of thing yeah she's just in, her just sw- in her sweats her hair is all messed up well she's, she's like, still in her halloween costume she's just like i'm fine fine well no when she's still laying in the bed and the kids come in they're like mom my head's hurting you know mm. I, I hear all these sounds and all this stuff and she's like shh mommy's <laughs> not Shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah basically, <laughs> basically, mommy has a hangover because she used a lot of magic last night. I need you to leave. And it, and it was kind of like didn't a, come home last night. Yeah, it was kind of like a mixture of hangover and depression. And it was like the first, and because she said, "My punishment for what I did is self isolation. Sit at home, yeah. eat cereal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like she's she's kind of forcing Thursday. herself to kind of be the recluse. She's forcing her. So it's like she's kind of falling into that don't give a fuck, depression, fuck it all, god damn it, I'm tired, I, this, that, and the other, to the point where she just snaps her fingers and opens the door for Agnes. Mm-hmm. You know, she's she's openly using her powers in front of everything and everyone. She doesn't give a fuck anymore. Like, is, uh, I'm, not going to, I'm not going to mom today. Rambo's, you know, trying to get back to the house, trying yeah. to talk to her, and then it comes to a confrontation in front of everyone in front of mm-hmm. the house. Which I, I love that. Well, if you notice, all the people stop. She's not controlling them anymore. Uh, they freeze. Yeah, because now she has to put every, she has to put her powers on pause just to deal with this one situation. Because we saw a little bit of that the previous episode when they started making their way further away from Wanda, the more people were kind of on like that robotic kind oh, yeah, of repeat. That, the woman that's crying, trying to hang clothes, and she's like just terrified because she doesn't know she's going to be stuck in this motion forever. Yeah, she's just stuck lifting her arm up yeah. and down the entire time. And the you illusion, just see this one tear run down her cheek. The illusion is no longer black and white. It, it is a paler gray and as I say later on in the series a magic on autopilot essentially yeah. but yeah so I thought it was cool yeah complete freeze and I thought that was so cool like just seeing Monica figuring out the fact that she has powers <laughs> and at the same time Wanda going wait what <laughs> and they both fly up Dragon Ball Z style yes <laughs> it's just like yes fucking fight <laughs> <laughs> they give you plenty of fight uh, later on in the series like yeah. the last few episodes yeah so yeah, I definitely thought that was yeah, a really cool she, scene. Uh, she has to go toe to toe with Vision mm-hmm. for a little bit. A little bit, yeah, and um, yeah. So that that was a cool little reveal, and then kind of not too much really happens till closer to the end. Yeah, where when, Wu and uh, what's her name are sent away. Mm-hmm, because uh, the first time you hear the first moment of like a what the hell happens is uh, Wanda's talking to the camera and she says something and then the camera talks back and says, but isn't that what you wanted? Yeah. yeah. And she kind of like sits back and she's like, wait, you're not supposed to talk. 
Yeah. Like that. Then it cuts to a commercial. Yeah. Like that's how they end that for uh, antidepressants by Nexus. Yeah, exactly. Because she's a Nexus being. Yep. Which is like you know the controller of all universes kind of shit. And then they cut back after the commercial to Agnes at her house with the kids. So yeah. it's like it was a perfect lead into that. And I, oh, talking about the cutaway gags. Favorite line Agnes had the entire fucking series was um when she's whisking away the kids or she's talking to Wanda going, oh, I'll babysit the little munchkins. You know, this, that, and the other. She's like, I don't bite. It cuts away to her. She goes, I did bite a kid once. Yeah. <laughs> I love that fucking joke. Except for that one time. Yeah. And, and the thing that's is... What the, that's what the whole point of the cutaways are, is that you know, slapstick comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the reason I love that joke, especially knowing that she's Ag- Agnetha Harkness, you don't know if that's a joke or if she was actually like being real for a minute. She bit a kid. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like she ate a kid. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like you don't know if it, it was, was just Wu's like brother. if it was like a joke they wanted to make because haha comedy TV or like oh shit she might have eaten a kid. <laughs> I'm a vampire. <laughs> but yeah. So uh, yeah, cuts away to the kids and then they send. Uh, she sends them, you know, to go play or whatever. No, and then Wanda comes in and that clip I sent you. I don't know if I sent it to you or not. But that uh, scene where Wanda's sitting in the uh, living room area, Agnes is in the kitchen. She's like, where are the kids? She's like, well, she, they must be playing in the basement. That whole scene was shot by shot a replication of what It, I think, uh, the re, the redone yeah. It. Yeah, so they even tried making that feel like, like a traditional horror movie, like unsettling, kind of odd. Yeah, they, they put yeah. that scene uh, like the machete kids do mm-hmm. yeah because it leads to like the big reveal mm-hmm. you know she, as she gets down there yeah she works her way to the basement we see the dark we find out later it's the dark hole i had a feeling that's what it was from the start that missing book from dr strange's collection yeah uh, or the or the same sanctorum that had yeah. the big library and there was one missing book they made mention of yeah and that was the book so yeah you see that all that stuff, and then we see Agatha Harkness with her fucked up frizzy hair and dark and senior scratchy and all that. And it's like, as soon as she went, Oh, you must not know, I'm Agatha Harkness, darling. Pleasure to finally meet you. And it like goes to black. I was just like, Yes! We're yeah, in yeah. it! We're in it! <laughs> the whole monsters ending. Yeah. Yes. Oh my god, that is my dude. That song hit the charts on iTunes. That was like the top ten song for the week because it's available for download. Yeah. They put all the songs out on iTunes and Spotify and yeah. stuff. Yeah, that was like the number one song was the Agatha All Along outro, which yeah. honestly, I think that's the first time when I was watching an episode. Like I just, like to myself, like by myself in a room, I started like air fist pumping and like smiling, going yes, yes, because of that monsters intro. That was so fucking cool. I loved it so much. And she killed the dog. And, oh, she killed the Sparky. <laughs> t- I I'm surprised. She killed that motherfucking. She killed the fucking dog. Piece of shit. I'm surprised I didn't wake up Cap because I was just watching on my phone like with headphones in, and it's like as soon as she turns around, she goes, and I killed Sparky. Too, I genuinely went ha! like that because it just caught me so off guard that they would just be so blatant about a dog death like that, and I was just like, ah! It's like, yes, I am a villain, like the villain. And then she takes Wanda on a fucking Ebenezer Scrooge Ghost yes. of Christmas uh, yeah, episode, past yeah. present future thing. Well, she does it she, uh, this like a little bit of foreshadowing. She shows, she tells her, I was like, hey, you know. You're not the only one like this kind mm-hmm. of situation. 
And at that moment, I thought, oh, no, there's a group of people who have been waiting for her to show the fuck up. Yeah, exactly. To kill her. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, wait, now there's going to be more out there, you know. But but going you know go, let's go ahead and go to the next episode yeah, yeah she does the whole goes to Christmas passage <laughs> and, and honestly it's it, yeah that's clearly what she did but I think this might have been my favorite episode of the series oh yeah because it, it shows what Hydra was capable of it yep. shows what Hydra was capable of and, and I, how much they didn't know what the fuck was going on exactly and I the reason I think I loved it was because I the entire time I had been fighting and battling with people going you couldn't have fucking done the first like four or five episodes in two. All of this has meaning. Trust me, by the time we get to the end of it, all of it has meaning. And a good bit of it did. And I felt so fucking vindicated when they fucking when she took her into the first section and it was her as a child. And the dad came home from selling bootleg DVDs. And it's not Magneto. <laughs> it wasn't Magneto. I thought it was going to for a second. I was like, watch them fucking make this no-name Magneto. And they did. But, um, but yeah, so but he opens up that briefcase and what the fuck is in there? Bewitched. Malcolm in the Middle. Dick Van Dyke Show. And I'm like, motherfuckers told you all this has meaning it's her fucking brain she's doing all that and then they started going through that throughout the whole series of like how much these shows meant to her and how she pictured this as like the picture perfect american life you know this was america to her and now she's in america what what is she gonna do to try to make it feel more familiar like the sitcom she loved so much growing up and was learning English from. And all of a sudden it adds so much weight to the previous episodes by that one scene. And it's just like, fucking yes. Uh, <laughs> I will say, you know, from a history perspective, this is how we beat communism. Like from a history perspective. Uh-huh. This was an actual thing, you know, American GIs tried to do. Mm-hmm. It's basically put out media mm-hmm. of of the West to deter what the fuck communism is because mm-hmm. you know they're living you know, like Sokovia is basically Ukraine yeah. yeah a thing that people would do would fly over Ukraine and drop denim jeans no shit mm-hmm. denim jeans and VHS movies of American like Chuck Norris and shit like, yeah, like <laughs> Rambo and shit yeah, like, like that but that that's what that's how we did it yeah and I'm just I'll see that and I'm like that is a fucking Cold War tactic from mm-hmm. hell yeah, and uh, I just love that so much because they're only watching that to learn how to speak English. Yeah, and plus it's also kind of like their brain drain because yeah. the, the mom looks outside and you see just you know oh, yeah. absolute war. Oh, it's, their, it's their uh, it's their cutaway, you know. It's, yeah, they're getting bombed by fucking Tony Stark bombs and shit like yeah. that. Yeah, basically. And yeah. and I thought it was so clever, and a couple people missed it until I uh, brought it back up. But that that scene when the Stark bomb comes in and they're hiding under the table. And, and Agatha kind of mentions it, but not very, very clearly. But that one piece of dialogue where Wanda reaches out her hand and then she gets yanked out from underneath the bed yeah. as an adult. And Agatha went, you stop that bomb. But she kept going, no, 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 no. That right there, basically her saying, yes, you did. You're, you're lying to yourself. I'm telling you what you did. That right there said she was born with powers. Like a witch. Yep. Like a witch, or like we saw in Falcon and Winter Soldier with them arguing over, you know, general terminologies, a mutant. Because a mutant is born with their powers. I don't... 
Uh, I feel and so. And then what was the next thing that happened? She became in contact with the Infinity Stone, and the Infinity Stone heightened her powers because what did Agatha, Agatha say after that? The Infinity Stone unlocked your powers that would have gone dormant if not touched. I just think I think she was born a witch. Well, yeah, I mean that, that's mutant, an but easy, mutant, but not a mutant. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, like I will argue that, but. Uh, I just think it was a clever way for them to wrap in the fact that people can be born with powers yeah. that can go away if they don't hone them in. Yeah. But that's and, that the they, and that contact with something extremely powerful like an Infinity Stone will bring it back to the surface and heighten it. But the X-Men, you know, they're born with powers, and if they don't hone it in, they become dangerous nuclear weapons. Right, but again, <laughs> but what have we said about the MCU? They're creating yeah. their own universe. So I just yeah. I feel like this could be a very clever end for them to start pulling in mutants, yeah. which made me excited. I was like, oh, she's born with powers. That means they can wrap in mutants easily. Ah! I think they're going to do a reverse House of M. Where instead Let of there her, be. Yeah, instead of taking away all the mutants, I think she's just going to start creating them. And I think like, like she's going to do a hex, but it's going to be around the world. By the yeah. way, check out the old, old Ag- Agatha Harkness yes. cartoons. That's the, that's the way she was comics. supposed. That's the yep. way she original looked. She looks like B. Arthur from Golden Girls. She looks like the the uh, what was it Aunt May's uh, friend next door. Yeah, Mary yeah, James. I remember Mary her. James, shitty mom. Yeah, I remember her. <laughs> that old bitch. But yeah, so I I loved that episode, and and then also the lead in it gave the good emotional moment. It gave what Cap felt was missing in the other uh, movies, which was the emotional reason of why we care about Wanda and Vision. And it's like we got glimpses of it in Civil War. We got glimpses of it even in Infinity War in the beginning when you know they were kind of traveling. But this really set up a better thing because it was like Civil War when she was trapped. And he works his way in again, and he's trying to relate to her with comedy. And he's like, he's trying to understand it. He's trying, but he knows that like humans relate to each other on things. And it's like, there's enough of a pull from this android synthesoid character to this human that he's trying to break his computer knowledge in order to connect with them. And it kind of showed how much he genuinely cared for her to the point where he actually genuinely laughed at something because all of a sudden it started kind of making sense to him and he apologized for it after we're like, Oh, I'm sorry. She's like, no, that's, that's, that's how you r- do it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's right. You know, and it kind of showed this nice little bonding moment from them and that fucking line that he throws out, which is a, uh, what is grief? If not love persevering, it's like, God, Damn, fucking Marvel with the goddamn poetry. Disney with the poetry. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, Disney with the poetry. Disney kicks you in the fucking teeth. Pixar, yeah. especially. <laughs> Speaking of that, I just watched Toy Story 4. Yeah. That movie took a turn. Did Dude, it? Holy shit. I still haven't seen it. I watched that with my nieces. I was just like... The, uh, a big like smack legit, you like, turn. Like legitimately like, oh, fuck, this is a horror story. Oh, my God, <laughs> really? Yeah. And they're kind of dead towards the end of the third one where they're like, yeah, are they, they about to be burned alive? Yeah. I'm like, are they going to be... Are they going to die? Are my favorite toys going to die? <laughs> is this what happened to my toys? <laughs> I'm sorry, Did Han Solo. burn? <laughs> I'm sorry, Han Solo. I figured Carbonite would be the worst thing you came encounter with. <laughs> I want to see the real Toy Story ending where they all go on eBay. <laughs> Someone's like redressing them on Etsy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, so so I really like that scene because again, you, gave uh, a really nice poetic moment. What do you think him. of Agatha Harkness freaking out? 
when she realized what she was, it's like, oh no, bitch, you're a bomb. You need to get got. Well, yeah, see, yeah that, that's what wound up happening after the next scene, which was uh, her you 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 getting full context to Wanda going to Shield headquarters. Yeah, and again, I I love it when movies do this too. When they proje- when they present you with a scenario. Yeah, one sided. Uh huh. And then you get to see the full rundown, yeah. and things weren't exactly as they seem. And if they do it right. Oh, it's so satisfying. And this one felt like it was done pretty good because he was like, I'll buzz you in, you know, like being polite to her. And she's like, no, I've got it. It wasn't her breaking in. She was going to be allowed in because we were wanting to talk to her. But she was just like, no, I've got it. Right. And it's like, okay, that was was kind of like the first moment of, okay, things weren't as they seem. And then Wayward like goading her. Yeah. Into like going down and seeing it, and even telling his crew, "Hey, back off! You know, let her do her thing." Because he knew she was going to do something. He didn't know what, but was hoping she was going to do something. Then she just fucks off. And when she fucked off, I went, "Well, now what?" Wait. So she didn't grab the body. <laughs> That's the moment I had. Was like, wait, she didn't have it. But like the whole the whole Scarlet Witch, you know, when she's talking to her, you know, did you catch the? The Easter egg when she was talking to her about the Scarlet Witch. That that was the ending, and that's what I love. So yeah, after that one, the scene that ripped me apart, which is why I love watching these episodes by myself before watching them in a group. I I Kevin Smith the fuck out of these fucking shows. <laughs> if they if they try to hit one little heartstring, they fucking they hit the whole goddamn thing for me. I'm in fucking tears. As soon as she pulls out that fucking deed that had the heart on it that said like you know our future with the little V. Immediately, I'm just I'm 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 worse than fucking Wanda on the show. I'm just like, uh, yeah, you think that was like Vision? Yeah, that was it. Uh, they explain they kind of ex- explain a little bit. That land was purchased. He purchased that as kind of like a surprise and to how her. How did he do that? With his mask face, you know how yeah, he could, I, I know that, but like, where did he get money? You know, where do any of these people get money? Saying, like, yeah. He pulled an Ultron. He's a thief. <laughs> Vision is a criminal. <laughs> no, so apparently, like in Infinity War, like she holds an envelope or something for mm-hmm. a second, like in that scene where they're like on the London street right, or something. Right, right before Captain America, and them show up. Yes. I want to say, like, they mentioned something like, we've got a life together here soon, and they almost kind of, like, clutch a piece of paper, or, like, you know, he, yeah. he kind of puts something in his coat. That was the callback to that. They had already, he had purchased that. Like, yeah. they had already been on the run. He had purchased that piece of land for them to build up property on to live out their life together. So, yeah, when she finally loses it, ah, creates the big hex. Yeah, that's when fucking Agatha was like, wait a fucking minute. That's how you did this? Oh, you're dangerous. And yes, exactly what you said, Chris, when she was like, you're the Scarlet Witch. More powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme. Yes, which meant more powerful than fucking Doctor Strange. Yeah. Because he's now the Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah. But yeah, so as soon as she... I love that. That was my favorite one because now we have a tiered system now. Because that's that's how all these movies are. They're tiered. Mm -hmm. You know, with Captain America being on the low tier with, you know, Black Widow and... Hawkeye. Yeah. And then we got upper tiers, upper echelons like Thor, mm-hmm. Iron Man, Hulk, and then it's upper echelon, Scarlet Witch, Quicksilver, and like it keeps big and like yeah. Sorcerer Supreme mm-hmm. because these characters can't exist before their time because the solution's done. Yeah. Like Loki, big problem in Avengers. He meets Doctor Strange for five minutes 
and he's falling forever yeah. for 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets into this like, full badger mode. <laughs> right. Why is it? Did- <laughs> I love that. Where do you go from there with all these, uh, with the witches and the, uh, oh, the and sorcerers? You make a Oh, dude, th- there's there's no where do you go from here. This is the start of where we are going. I'm waiting for like, a, like I don't know where uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon's going, but I would love to see, if they don't kill Zemo, mm-hmm. I would love to see him boot and rally the Revengers. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I'm sure well, it'll like, happen. Like Agatha Harkness, you know, Crossbones is dead. Uh, Zemo, maybe a villain from, maybe they find Killmonger still alive. You mm-hmm. know? A whole pantheon. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. That's the only problem I have with the MCU is the killing of villains. Yeah. Well, I think every superhero movie's been bad at that. I just, you know, because what's her name? Ghost is still alive at the end of Ant Man and Wasp. Mm -hmm. What a cool villain to have. If she's still a villain, you know. Um, But there's just so much more they could do. Like, Yellow Jacket could come back, you know. But no, so to kind of work off what Cap was asking, though, about where do we go with, you know, the witches and stuff, well, let's talk about the final episode because it basically tells you that. So, they final episode fight. opens up with. Uh, she's the string those fucking kids alone. Uh, well, yeah, well, that was the end of the, the last episode. That's when yeah. she says, You're the Scarlet Witch, is when she's fucking holding her kids yeah. in the street. But no, the episode, the last episode opens with the. Um, it turns to purple. I thought mm-hmm. that was cool. And then it goes to the Salem Witch Trials, which you think is going to be like the standard witch trial. Are you witches, a witch? Witches trying witches. But it's yeah, yeah, and that was cool. And she uh, turned me into a newt, <laughs> a newt. And, and I thought the uh, the sorcerer witchy energy power exchange yeah. thing was cool. How all of a sudden it was like, oh no, she's flipping this around and sucking your energy. Yeah. Which as soon as I saw that, and I went, that's how the kids are about to die. <laughs> because, because as soon as I saw that, I was like, she's already gotten it around their fucking necks. She's going to suck the life out of them right in front of Wanda. Oh, no. Like, that was my first thought when I saw that. I'm like, this is going to get fucking dark. Didn't happen, but still, I'm, that was my first thought. She's like, she's going to kill those kids right in fucking front of her like this. And right out the gate, this episode is just like big fight scene. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the entire episode's a fight scene. Oh, yeah, because... Also, from the post credit scene from the previous episode, the we vision. get white vision. Which is like the standard vision in all the games before, yeah. before a certain time. Because if you play like uh, the side-scroller fighter, beat him up, Avengers, he's white vision. Yeah, like on uh, Marvel vs. Capcom or whatever. Yeah. yeah, and it's because that was the vision that was very prevalent in the mid-90s. Because yeah. he had already died, came back as a lifeless synthesoid, which is what they were kind of pulling into on yeah. those. So yeah, we see that. And then, um, yeah. Oh, he about kills her. Yeah, it, that, that, that was interesting. So when he flies in, and she's like, Vision? And she just kind of walks over to him, and it's like, you, we as viewers know what's about to happen, but it's still intense because she doesn't get it. And he, like, puts his hands on her head. Yeah. And it's like, you still have a feeling of what's coming, but, like, it's not happening yet. And then it's like, you see his hands, like, getting, and he like, says, And he tense. says, I thought it'd be easier to kill you. Yeah. I, I didn't think it was going to be this easy. Uh-huh. And then that's when it dawns on her, and she's like, wait, 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 no, 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 no. <laughs> and then, like, her vision comes in. And I loved that exchange with Hex Vision and White Vision. Yeah. Talking about uh, Aesthesius's boat. Yeah, the... Uh the what is new if not old yes i thought that was the best way to do it because yeah of course we had cool vision fight scene in the air but like they're not that's going to come to a stalemate it's they're the same thing they're they're going to just wipe each other out there's no real winner in that fight you know they're equally matched it's a callback to the age of ultron 
mm-hmm. and uh, earlier episodes where he touches uh, White Vision's head. Yeah. And he infects him with knowledge. Yes. Like a virus. Yes. And that's when his eyes change. And we never see him again, which is kind of like, I didn't like. Oh, I love that. But I, I, I didn't like the open-endedness of that. See, I dug it because, because now he's a threat. Well, no, I just think he's Vision now, and now he has to go and re like refine himself. Yeah, but he has to go do it alone. But I, but I think that could also be like a bad return to Superman moment, where even uh, though he has those conscious memories, because he has the memory, doesn't mean he has the emotion. His emotion well, is still like, blank. Like, you know, I would love a end credit scene where maybe he's in space. Ooh, kind, like of, kind of like a Quicksilver, not Quicksilver, like a, a Silver Surfer moment. Yeah, yeah, but maybe like he's on the moon trying to figure out. All right, so he's been pro, White Vision's been programmed with military information. He has one job. He can't do that job because he realizes he's made from another being, mm-hmm. and he is his, his essential job is to kill the Vision. But he is the Vision. Yeah. So now he's in a existential crisis. Yeah. So I would put him on the moon with the Beyonder. Yeah, I was going to say, that would kind of be a Beyonder kind of thing. Stanley chilling, mm. smoking a cigarette. <laughs> but, and with the dog world. With the dog from the Guardians. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I... I, I Jack Kirby's out there. You smoke my fucking cigarettes again, you piece of shit! <laughs> I, will, I will say the one... The only disappointing moment I had this entire series, and you kind of kind of guessed that from me earlier, was Ralph Boner... That that kind of was hilarious. I laughed. I thought it was funny, but at the same time, I was really wanting multiverse Quicksilver. I wasn't wanting someone that's already in the universe under a different name. That that was the only thing that bugged me because that moment made me like. You have to understand the consequences of that exact scene. Because of that, we won't get that Quicksilver in this universe because that, that actor is playing a character named Ralph Boner in the MCU. So since that actor is already playing a role of someone else in the MCU, he can't be Quicksilver. And good so job for the, not laughing at the name Ralph Boner, guys. Good job. <laughs> and that that was the only thing. Like so, from the business ah! so, side, <laughs> so like from the businessy side, from me understanding the way that'll work, that was the only depressing side of it. Because I was like, that would be cool. Like if we had Quicksilver again, and it was his version, and like Quicksilver and the Scarlet Witch are doing things together again. Like that would actually be pretty fucking fun. Again, that's Kevin Feige going like, oh, you wanted your moment. No, no, now it's gone. Yeah, now so it's gone. And, and and again, I still feel like they're going to do a big multiverse thing. Again, multiverse of madness, duh, they're going to do it. And they've done everything but officially confirm that the next Spider-Man movie is going to be a multiverse movie too. Yeah, everybody's paid. All the old actors are coming back. Oh yeah, Alfred Molina is confirmed. Mm-hmm. Jamie Foxx is confirmed. The only ones that haven't been officially confirmed is Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Those are the only ones that have been a fit. But come on, if you're going to have Jamie Foxx, which was an amazing Spider-Man, and if you're going to have Alfred Molina, which was in the Maguire Spider-Man, it's going to be a multiverse movie. It's got to be. I, I'm at this point where I will not predict. <laughs> you can't anymore. For all I know. You can't. For all I know, the next Spider-Man movie is going to be a fever dream of Matt Gargan as he's being injected with the virus that causes him to be the Scorpion. <laughs> 
I, I said this on my the, mind is melting. I must kill the Spider Man. <laughs> I said this on the Jeff Williams podcast. J.K. Simmons infected me. <laughs> yes, with fluoride. I said this on the uh, Jeff. Putting shit in the water to take, turn the men into scorpions. <laughs> well, shit. Now I forgot what I was gonna say. Sorry. <laughs> no, it, uh, with Jeff Williams. Yeah, I was. Well, I forget what it's gonna be now. But it's that whole thing of uh, Disney already knows what you're gonna. Think. Oh, he was saying like they they already know how they're wrapping up this entire phase, and they're already planning out their next phase yeah. right and now. Even with like little fan theories and things like that, Disney's just like, oh yeah, we know you've thought of it. We've thought of this too. We thought of every little angle. And that, yeah, and guess what? It ain't gonna be yours. <laughs> yeah, basically, not, not for uh, Marvel, not for Star Wars, not for anything. I did like the fight scene. Yes. Yeah, the fight scene because uh, she she uh, foreshadows the ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ending. Fight. The ruins. Yeah, the ruins and stuff like that. The witch that casts the ruins is the one yeah. that uses her magic, honey. And it's just like, <laughs> oh my gosh, she's gonna rip her down to the atom. Yeah. And but she her costume changes, which I thought was cool. Yes, I love that we finally got the official Scarlet Witch costume. The head even piece. the memes, even the memes have changed. It's like, oh, honey, the food's not that hot. Then it's a picture of her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> the food, <laughs> but not and. I, another really cool moment that actually because it's really hard to, especially for us that watch all these Marvel movies when they come out it's hard to get super excited over a fight scene you get like ooh this is fun but very rarely do you have like a oh, moment in a fight scene because you kind of know what's going to wind they up being the case they do, they do something in this that uh, I'm pretty sure they took from which is you know I'm not bitching about Dragon Ball Z it. no um, <laughs> Doctor Who they okay. pull a Doctor Who ending for Dottie or for Catherine Hahn. Oh well, before we get to that, what I was trying to say is um, the 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 moment in the fight scene that we were talking earlier that I thought was really cool is when they bring it back down to ground level and Agatha removes the hex from everyone's mind. Yeah, and they all start kind of turn around and like freaking the fuck out all at once. Yeah. I thought that was a cool thing, like how they all start kind of like charging at her, being like, "You did this, you did this," kind of like pushing her, kind of pushing yeah. Wanda to go further manic and that kind of shit. I thought that was so fucking cool. Oh, I like when she disappeared, where Wanda just disappeared in the air, and she just goes, and she disappears. Oh and yeah, and it's like a vision fight, and then like. Catherine Hahn's looking at the town and then she does that same shit she did to the Hulk and tries to do to Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. She walks up a, and like tries to yes. fuck with the brain. Yeah, it sends her back. Yeah, and then it backfires. Yeah, and then it backfires on mm-hmm. her because yeah, they just like, oh my god, yeah. That uh, that kind of fight scene to me is right up there with the Doctor Strange one and the Mysterio one in uh, uh, Far From Home. I love any of those like weird, trippy, you don't fully understand what's going on until now kind of fight scenes. You like the Transformers fight scenes. Yeah. <laughs> not from a visual aspect, <laughs> meaning like I don't visually understand what's going on, but like you have to actually pay attention to the fight scene because you're just like, wait a minute. Oh those shit! Okay, that those, kind those, of thing. Those, those, those movies have badass fight scenes. But then there's that moment where uh, Vision and uh, White Vision have that uh, moment where they're like trying to under, where they already understand each other and are talking our, their yeah. way through, uh, you know, uh, the difference between you know uh, being a synthetic being and understanding, uh, you know, human connection of, of exactly. <laughs> and uh, but the reason I actually like the flyaway scene is because it creates and like and having that be it and not even know where he went is it creates the well where did he go. He can show up at any time, anywhere, anyhow. And that, to me, creates a fun moment. Because they literally set up, hey, we can give you something random. 
Yeah. And you don't know when it's coming, motherfucker. We've got a stray bullet flying yeah. around space right now. He can land at any point in time. Undeniable <laughs> six-shooter. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, what you were kind of saying about uh, Catherine Hahn's character at the very end of the fight uh, when Wanda gets her full costume and all that shit and how she basically puts a little mini hex right on her. Yeah. <laughs> it turns her into basically Dottie. Yeah. For, forever. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You'll forever be the nosy neighbor. Mm-hmm. And what got me, I, it probably got you too, was the whole end of like, okay, time to rein it in. Yep. Because they got, because the kids, you know, they fought the soldiers and won. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, he's pinned in a truck. Yeah. <laughs> because of Cat Denny's. Yep. So, you know, they're just mopping up basically. Yep. And then, uh, and before, and before they shut the whole, well, the town's already shut down, but the whole. Uh, before they shut down the hex. Yeah. Uh, Rambo meets one of the Cree. You know, hey, it's time to go to. go to, for, it's time to go to space, motherfucker. For Secret Wars. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was Secret War. Invasion. That's yeah, what they're invasion. calling it. Yes, yeah. That's going to Se- be fun. Yeah. yeah. Which is like a symbiote first shows up mm-hmm. for this. Well, Secret Wars was. The Secret yeah. Invasion was the Cree War. Yeah, which is. They're gonna have to rewrite that because yeah. Kree aren't bad. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, but uh, nah, it's, it's just you know she has to put her kids to bed. And Vision too, kind of. It's just yeah, it's a, yeah. yeah th- there was a bunch of really good scenes back and forth on that one because again, like mm, with um with her with her telling the kids, you know, thank you for choosing to be my mom, oh, yeah, or choosing me to be your mom, and then even Vision scene because. It's kind of poetic because she's going around the house turning off the lights. And every time she turned off a light, it would clip to outside. You'd see the hex moving in closer and turning the town back to normal. So it's kind of like... Shit hill town that it is. Yeah, so like her turning off the lights was very symbi- uh, symbolic of you know the town going back to normal. Well, she turned off the living room light and Vision turned it back on. And when he said, I'd like to see you, it was kind of just that... It, it was said in a way that was like this entire time I haven't seen you. Yeah. Like this entire series I haven't looked at you. Yeah. Let me look at you. And it was just ah, oh, so many fucking good moments in so that tender. show. Oh, it was so good. And that fucking line of um something along the lines of we've said goodbye so many times, I'm sure we'll say hello again. It's just like ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> what is love? What is grief if not love persevering? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then it basically all just goes crumbling back down around. But as she's leaving that town, exactly what Agatha said, they will, or exactly what Monica said, they will never know what you went through. And they and they echo that one more time as she's leaving the town. Everyone's still giving her that fucking look. I would have snapped all their fucking necks. (laughs) You know too much now. Like you've been inside my brain. And then I guess the final main stinger. Uh, of the whole thing is uh, Wanda out in that cottage out in the middle of nowhere kind of sipping on tea kind of chilling on the porch yeah Mm -hmm. but actually fucking astral projecting herself that's how he he became the source of supreme uh huh and then fucking read 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 and then what do you hear mom yeah the kids are like what the fuck's going on uh huh and then gone so my theory (laughs) theory like i said theories don't mean shit in the disney universe my theory is that multiverse of madness is gonna be the result of wanda fucking up the multiverse trying to find her kids because she heard them at that final scene they're in the multiverse because she created them it wasn't 
like um, Ralph Boner, where it was someone with a mind wipe. It was established that the children and Vision were created. Yeah. So her creation is still alive in a multiverse now. Now she's trying to find them. Okay. Now she's going to try and find them. And I think because it's been established throughout those last two episodes, she doesn't know jack shit about her powers. She learns just enough, like Doctor uh, like Doctor Strange did. He learns just enough to where he feels like he can do it. She learns just enough, feels like she can do it, and fucks it up. Because she's so new at this. Okay. I, that That's at least my theory on it. You got an idea of what's coming next, man? I have a cool meme. <laughs> that's about it. It's the one that's been going around where it says, <laughs> what is drip? If not swag, persevering. <laughs> Vishon Jarvis. Vishon J- Jarvis with an apostrophe after the J. Nah, me and Wanda don't go no more. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a picture of of a Vision with a do rag and a chain and a gold tooth. <laughs> so uh, overall, yeah, there's a couple plot points uh, I feel like um, they didn't really touch on. Like supposedly there was going to be a fight scene with Rambo, the children, and Senior Scratchy. That was apparently, that was in the script. They shot everything for it, but they weren't able to get the CGI done in time with budget and COVID restrictions. But apparently what was going to happen is they were going to cut back to the basement because remember, uh, Monica was at the basement anyway. They were going to cut back to that. The children were going to be there. They were going to reach for the dark hold. Senior Scratchy was going to be there and basically jump in front of it. And the kids were going to just be like, oh, it's Senior Scratchy. You know, just kind of like, you know, being kind of happy. Oh, it's the bunny, you know. And as they go reaching for the rabbit, he slowly morphs into a demon that's protecting the dark hold. And then that was going to be a big magic fight with all that. Maybe that'll be the next Doctor Strange movie. Well, yeah, I mean, they could they could definitely wrap that into the next Doctor Strange movie, but that was going to be a scene that was done. So, Senior Scratchy, that was meant to have a little bit more to it, but um, taking that only that only that deleted scene into account, how do we feel about it overall? And do we feel like there is anything they really didn't touch on that well? Um, Nine out of ten for me, man. Nine out of ten. It's yeah. it's a good series. It's not on- quite an Ant Man, but it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Like we were saying earlier, it's a great uh, series on uh, you know grief and uh, mm-hmm. going through it and having you know a somewhat happy ending on the other side of it while telling a really good comic book story. And again, I don't follow this uh, this series as closely as y'all do, but yeah. I really really enjoyed it. Yeah, I was kind of curious on that because again with us we have the idea of knowing like okay well they're pulling like house of m tropes and you know uh that um that storyline where vision creates his own family in the suburbs outside of wanda he creates his own synthesoid family and shit like that and, and the dog's name in that was sparky you know shit like that so it's like we know they're pulling from these different little things but then we don't fully know how they're gonna do it but then cap like he said he doesn't even know about house of m or any of the other comics so he's just taking it in exactly how they give it so that that's kind of interesting to know like your perspective on it too like i have that. so many people in my peripherals that have all the answers <laughs> I, think, uh, I think they won't introduce the mutants at all yeah as part of this mcu line okay i believe he'll dr strange will open up another area mm-hmm. and the mutants exist there okay however they don't exist here right a and b planets basically okay and I have a feeling that secret invasion will be caused by Peter Parker fucking up. <laughs> by doing some weird cultural appropriation bullshit with some aliens and like really fucking that up. With aliens? Okay. <laughs> and I think uh, 
Daredevil will kill the Hulk. <laughs> you know why? Because it's all fucking plausible as anybody else's. <laughs> You're right. You're the right. The Punisher could show up and shoot Silver Surfer in the face. I don't know. <laughs> Henry Cavill, Superman, could play fucking Adam Warlock. No, for no, all no, I fucking no, know. No, he'll be he'll be Clark Kent. Yeah, he'll be Clark, Clark Kent. <laughs> Maybe Clark Kent the whole time. He's like, hey, what's the, hey man, you're, you're kind of fucking swole for a journalist. Like, yeah. yeah, I know. But yeah, so, 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 so I'm a sports journalist. Yeah, yeah I think I think Multiverse of Madness, well, at least one of the hooks on that is going to be Wanda fucking shit up trying to find her kid. And I think that they're going to introduce mutants kind of the same way they kind what's of redid the, um, Wanda's backstory. What's the next Marvel movie? Mm. That Black Widow, Widow, I think. Yeah, what's the next one after that, you know? I do not know. Let I think, but, I, but I think that's the first like actual movie movie. Love and Thunder, probably. No, actually, I think Spider Man after that. Wow. I think Spider Man's after. Let's see here. We've got Black Widow. That's next. When's that open? Uh, May seventh. Okay, they, so they're gonna do that right after they do the Star Wars show. Mm-hmm. And then we've got on July 9th, we've got uh, Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Did I say oh, that? Shit. Did I say that right? Yeah. Okay. Ching Chong, bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> then we got the Eternals on yes. November fifth. Yeah, I don't think this could be. Good. And then I think Spider Man December January December seventeenth. Yeah. We got Spider Man. So no, really. no way home. <laughs> In parentheses with Sony. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So essentially, the the next like triple A Marvel type title after Black Widow is going to be Spider Man because the Shang Chi one. I think that's going to be Shang Chi rather. I think that's going to be more of like a setup. I think I hope they bring back Chewie to four. Yeah, that'd one. be cool. I don't know anything about that, so I'm pretty sure I'll I'll, I'll learn as we go along. He was Doctor Strange's friend. Oh, okay. And then he became evil at the end. Yeah. And the Eternals is... Bullshit. Not good. Not good. (laughs) Garbage. (laughs) Well, it's Disney, so they're going to make you like it somehow. It's kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy, where nobody gave a fuck at first. If the soundtrack is good, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess in a few months, we'll be revisiting all this, doing our review on Falcon and Winter Soldier, which will be a little bit more up Cap's alley, not so more cerebral and more action-y. I just hope one line of dialogue, some rando who sees them and says, you got your ass kicked by a teenage spider. (laughs) (laughs) I I like how Alex is implying that I'm not in touch with my emotional side when I watch these. I did not things. say you are not. that. You are not. I guess, well, you're right, but. <laughs> I did not say that, but coming from the guy that took four episodes for this to finally sink in, I know that you're going to dig this episode one. <laughs> I'll check it. Yeah, I'm excited for it. It's like it's like anything Marvel. I, I get excited for it. I just have, oh, yeah, I don't I keep up with the uh, peripheral information around it just because. And, and I think that not too much peripheral information is going to really be needed for Falcon and Winter Soldier for it to be enjoyed. Because we have like so many movies where like, you know, the Winter Soldier had essentially his own movie and Falcon's kind of like a BC character but this is supposed to be like you know the two co-workers that have to work together to do the thing they don't get along and that it's kind a of buddy stuff. cop movie yeah and so. that's gonna be fun I like buddy cop shit too yeah I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm next week's gonna be nice yes but what's, funny this- is, what's funny is Winter Soldier's blacker than Falcon yeah I was gonna say he was, he, he was accepted by the Black Panther yeah. right what, what, what was his name that Black Panther gave White him? Wolf White Wolf yes metal <laughs> well for this episode of the Couch Bro Tatoes I've been Alex this has been Cap and Chris do you have any final thoughts for us oh man so many the detailed the detailed fight I have for Daredevil killing the Hulk <laughs> will span 15 episodes. Be like a Dragon Ball Z series. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <So> Stands <laughs> off for like six episodes straight. So and it's the Bruce Banner Hulk, not Hulk Hulk. Okay. And he's just like, what the fuck are you doing? Stop hitting me with a stick. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, 
<laughs> Turn it to the monster, you piece of shit. He keeps hitting it with a stick. <laughs>